0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am your host, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's up? I just cracked a bush apple, and I'm excited. Let's get going. Yes, he did. I have a coffee because I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> so we are two different people today. Um, but anyway, welcome on into the show, everybody. We again are going to be um, trying to do more regular shows during the NFL season because obviously anything can change in a week. Uh, you have to you have to recap everything. So much is so much changes. So much happens. That's what we're here for. We want to keep this show regular, just like an old person with a lot of fiber. Mm, Very great. regular. All right. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We have week two in the books, NFL done. Pretty much the only important thing happening right now in the Cleveland world, around the rest of the sports world, if you're a sports fan. Obviously, we have the baseball regular season winding down with a little over a week to go, I think.
1: Uh, Exactly a week. I think it's, well, no, it's. A week and two days. Okay. Because I think next Thursday is the end of the regular season or next Friday, one of the two. Okay, so yeah,
0: just about a week, it's over. Um, We have the NBA getting ready to start training camp next week. And obviously the NFL is in full swing with week two in the book. So again, let's get right into it. Uh, We won't go over all of our picks, but a couple surprising things we'll go over really quick. Um, We'll talk about the Browns exclusively as soon as we're done here. Uh, Excuse me, Rams and Colts. That's a little shocker for me. Uh, the Rams, week one, obviously they played a much lesser team in the Chicago Bears. So they handled them easily, but it was at home. Week right. two, they go to Indianapolis, who the Colts have looked. A lot of people are shitting on the Colts. I really want to. I want to break. I want to talk about them for a second here. A lot of people were shitting on the Colts because they got Carson Wentz. Everyone said the Colts suck. They're over. Blah blah blah. They went out week one. They played the Seahawks. They actually played them pretty well. They right. lost, but it was a close game. Week two, they're playing the Rams. Same thing. They lost, but a very close game. So a lot of people, I think, are underappreciating the and 2 Colts because they have played two really good teams. Let's not kid ourselves. The NFC West is fucking awesome. And the, uh, the Colts have handled themselves very well. The only issue, Carson Wentz, my guy, made a glass. He has never even heard of this before. Two sprained ankles. Both ankles got sprained in the same game against the Rams.
1: I thought it was a miss, like a media miscommunication when they said both ankles. I I had to go back and like read the story. That's that's crazy to me. How does that happen?
0: Yeah, like imagine that. Like you hurt one ankle, so you're like, all right, I'm gonna, I'll I'll tough it out. I'll go out there and see what I can do, and then you fucking hurt the other one too. That's talk about your your case of bad luck. He he just can't get
1: it. I mean, I I mean, he can't get a break. He he he's actually done well when he's on the field. He's done well. Yeah, when he's
0: healthy, he's honestly a really really good quarterback I'll defend him till till death because up until he tore his ACL that year he was on pace to win the MVP that was the year they won the Super Bowl I get it he didn't play a snap in the playoffs Nick Foles is the hero but leading up to the playoffs Carson Wentz was going to be the MVP no question like he put up numbers that we haven't seen in Cleveland especially but you you don't see those numbers that often he was really playing well it's unfortunate as of right now, he's kind of a shell of his former self. So for me, it kind of hurts to see that happen because I really liked Carson Wentz coming out. I understand he's not a Brown, um, but I always wished him success. I just thought he was a good quarterback, was a good story. Kid came out of North Dakota State, a small school, number two pick, technically didn't start, but still has a Super Bowl ring before the number one pick. Um, I think he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I think we could all agree with that, but uh, but I digress. So the Colts, again, I just think are a little bit of a better team than than their record's going to tell. The one thing that sucks is the statistic of, I think it's like 10%. You have a 10% chance or something like that of making the playoffs if you start 0-2. Right. It's minuscule. However, I wonder if that goes up with the 17th game added. I'm actually not positive if that's been accounted oh, for. Oh, mathematically figured out? Yeah. yeah. No, so maybe they're up to so. like 15%, so it gets <laughs> a little bit
1: better. The stats are forever in your favor. So
0: we'll see. Uh, the Bills knocked out Tua with a rib injury. looked bad. He got carted off or whatever. Like I guess it was pretty rough. Then they fucking beat the brakes off the Dolphins. So the Bills quickly snapped back from their week one shit game against the Steelers. and they I mean, did won.
1: anybody have any doubt, though? I mean, we, I, mean I know no, we, it's Miami. we but picked Buffalo, but I, I feel we I figured that Buffalo just got a rough start. You know? I
0: speak highly of Brian Flores because I really do believe in what he was doing in – I say was because he's a dead man walking at this point, if I'm being honest. But I believe in what he was doing in Miami. I think Brian Flores will get hired again as a head coach. And I think he'll have some success. I think he's a really good head coach. I think what he did in Miami was was really good. He turned that team around. Last year, they were almost a playoff team. They were doing the the mixing with Ryan Fitzpatrick and with uh, Tua. My thing, I said it last year after they drafted him. If they drafted Justin Herbert, Dolphins this year are probably a Super Bowl contender. Or right. at least a legitimate playoff contender. I think that they fucked up. Tua sucks. That's going to be the Achilles heel for Brian Flores. That's going to cost him his job. Because they're not winning games. I mean, they're 1-1. One and one. They barely beat the Patriots in week one because of a fumble. Uh, so for me, the Dolphins, even with Tua healthy, not a big fan of them. Without Tua especially, they're really fucked. So it's, it's a shame because, again, I like what Brian Flores has done down there. But Who's their backup quarterback? Uh, honestly, at the top of my head, I don't even know. Um, I just assume it's Matt Moore because he's been down there for 100 years, I think. So I'm just going to guess that he's still there. I I honestly don't know. No, no, it's it's actually Jacoby Brissett, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they have a serviceable backup in Jacoby Brissett. But obviously, you're going against Buffalo, who's a legit Super Bowl contender, one of the better teams in football. And you have a quarterback who probably took zero snaps with the first team, was not prepared for that game, had to come in on the fly. uh, And, you know, that's the end result, 35 to nothing in assing. So that happened there. Staying in the AFC East, we have the Patriots taking on the Jets. Rookie Zach Wilson, um, he he. Not only did he play like a rookie, he played like a blind man because he couldn't see the fucking defenders because he threw four interceptions. His First two throws were interceptions. Yeah, he was. He started off zero for two, two interceptions. Um, he followed that up by throwing two more interceptions to to follow the to, till the end of the game. Um, looked terrible. The Jets overall looked awful. They couldn't stop anything for the Patriots, especially the run game. Um, I have friends that are Jets fans. They claim the bread and butter of the Jets is their defensive line. Um, not looking like it. Uh, another thing too, that they try to tell me is that Carl Lawson would, would have been, if Carl Lawson was healthy, they'd be, you know, so much better. I, I just don't see it. That team is, and this is coming from a Browns fan who has seen some of the worst rosters in NFL history. The Jets are one of the worst teams in football. I, I, I was half joking to irritate them, but I was also half serious when I asked them. I said, "Are the Jets going to go 0-17? And is Wilson going to set new like interception records? Is arguably the worst f- rookie quarterback of all time?" And then he then something we normally don't agree with with when other people bring it up. He started throwing out stats of, look at look at Troy Aikman's rookie year, Peyton Manning's. And I said, no, 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 no. we're not using 30-year-old NFL stats because I don't like them when people use them for Baker. I'm not going <laughs> to let you use them to defend your fucking quarterback. I called him out right away, and I said, yeah, you're not giving me that shit so you can sleep tonight. I said, Zach Wilson sucks. Like, just admit it. <laughs>
1: You know, for a defensive line, that's supposed to be pretty good. That run that Harris had. Yeah,
0: they weren't stopping anybody.
1: He ran over people. He ran through people. He ran
0: around people. You weren't stopping him. No, the Jets are just a really bad team right now, and it shows. Uh, I mean, there's no going around it. And
1: their schedule doesn't get any easier. I think the next three or four games are pretty much ass whoopings.
0: No, actually surprising. I took a screenshot of it the other day. Uh, There was a picture from maybe Pro Football Focus, I think it was, and they list the easiest remaining schedule. This was after week one. So I'll have to find it. Give me a second here. I'll I'll kill some time. But they, they showed a picture of after week one who had the easiest schedule remaining for the NFL. And uh, I thought I saved it. Did I not save it? I remember the Jets and the Browns were on it. So,
1: I mean, the Jets have the Broncos, then the Titans, then the Falcons and the Patriots again. So I see one win maybe out of those, those three.
0: Right. This was just according to Pro Football Focus. I'm not saying that, that the Jets are actually going to win any of these, but it was just, yeah, here it is right here. So the remaining schedule: Dolphins number one, Browns number two, Colts number three, uh, Jets number four. That was the uh, pro football focus easiest remaining schedule. Okay. So things could be looking up for the Dol or for the Jets, but I wouldn't bank on it just based on that performance. I mean, so far they've looked terrible. I think the Carolina game was kind of a fluke. I think that was also on on pace to be a blowout, um, but. Carolina kind of took their foot off the gas. I think Carolina's a young team. Carolina wasn't expecting to be in that situation. So I think what happened with them was they kind of, like, didn't know how to finish. So they let their foot off the gas. They let the Jets Jets back in it. And the Patriots, Bill Belichick doesn't do that. So that's why it was 25-6. to 6. Patriots beat the hell out of the Jets. Uh, moving on, we have... Excuse me. Um... 49ers beat the Eagles. Eagles looked amazing in week one, albeit they did play the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds. Uh, week two, they were humbled a little bit. I mean, the Niners didn't look great either, but 17-11, a good win for them. 49ers are 2-0, and Eagles are 1-1. Raiders, the game's not as close even as the score says. The Raiders beat the, the Steelers 26-17 in Pittsburgh. TJ Watt injured his groin. My favorite part about that injury was when you saw everybody tweeting and posting about all the injuries they were using initials so his name is twat when they posted it i loved it i, <laughs> I loved that, that i loved it because there was a tweet where everyone was like
1: oh t watt
0: yeah <laughs> everyone was like t watt Jay landry for the injuries that happened and i just saw twat i'm like holy shit how have i never noticed that so that i, I loved that Pit- how pittsburgh's fitting.
1: had a bad week media wise fans and players yeah now Oof. Big
0: Ben has a pack injury. They said. Um, oh, his booby got hurt. They ha- they won't disclose what happened. I'm guessing some woman, you know, punched him a little bit when he tried to lock her in a bathroom. But that's just me guessing. He I don't tried to throw know it past anything. twenty yards, and it threw yeah. his arm out. Uh, probably a bathroom incident with a woman. Knowing him, it's been a few years. Alleg- Allegedly, <laughs> he's shaking the the rust off. <laughs> Literally. Um. So yeah, he's hurt. I find it funny. I mean, they made a big stink about signing T.J. Watt. And the Steelers are very strict about their contracts. They will not negotiate with a player in the regular season. And they wanted to get it done when they were also kind of coming out and saying, honor your contract. You're under contract. So if you don't get a new one, don't pout. Go out there and play. And then you'll get a new one. They give TJ Watt this huge contract right before the season starts. Boom. Now he's hurt. It's a groin injury. My thing as a Browns fan and an Ohio State fan Um I guess more an Ohio State fan now because my reference is a Bosa, so it doesn't actually make anything have anything to do with the Browns. But uh, I remember when uh, was it Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa hurt his groin in college and took the rest of the year off.
1: Yeah, he played one game. And yeah, he, he was played done.
0: one game, hurt his groin. Albeit, I think he could have come back and played. Oh, they said he could
1: have come back. After he took wait, it off because he, he was looking for draft. the yeah. draft,
0: which I understand completely. But also, groin injuries just don't go away when you're playing such a high level competitive sport, physical. Every week, that, that groin injury isn't going to heal overnight. So right. I think that's good news for the Browns and horrible news for the Steelers, but couldn't happen to a better team. So I mean, fucking-
1: the Steelers' defense, I mean, has been okay. They were okay. The week one, they were pretty good. Now against the Raiders, I don't know. I, again, I, we talked about it before we started recording. I don't know, are the Raiders that good yeah. or the Steelers
0: just n- not good at all? I mean, the Raiders even Derek Carr had a quote about that and he said, "We're known to start off really well. Our problem is we can't contain that momentum. They can't keep it up." So, as of right now, it looks like another Raider season. Like I remember right. last year they beat the uh, the Chiefs early yeah, in the like season. Weeks, five or six. Yeah, yeah, they beat the Chiefs kind of early and that was huge for them. They just beat the defending Super Bowl champions, one of the best teams in football. And the Raiders didn't even end up making the playoffs. They right. they they pissed it away. They they blew that game against the the Dolphins. I'll never forget it. Um but yeah, so the Raiders, as of right now, they're the best team in the AFC North because they're 2-0. and They beat the Ravens and the Steelers, so that's great for the Browns. Najee Harris, 10 carries, 38 yards, yeah, and one thrown player. He is uh, he's looking – I won't even say he's looking like a bust. It's just he's looking like what we expected. We said – Behind no offensive line. They have no line. offensive yeah. line, so it's going to – you're not going to have a running game in that situation. Why the fuck would you draft a running back? They did, and he's not doing anything. So I feel bad for anybody that drafted him in fantasy football – but at the same time I feel great as a uh, Browns fan I won't say anybody in this room that drafted him in one of his leagues but did it's you? okay I did no, it's he, he was a,
1: he was best available on the board at the time but
0: yeah I mean if you're if your fantasy league is like golf and lowest score wins then <laughs> congratulations you were you picked a stud hey it happens so moving on we talked a little bit about the Panthers earlier and what what they've been up to this season and they fucking put the Saints right back into place Sam darnold great great year so far like you mentioned Working earlier, good. defense. but guess who's back.
1: Um, Jameis Winston-DeVold, he is back to playing normal football again.
0: Yeah, so the Saints went out, beat the shit out of the Packers week one. I, I hinted at this last week when we talked about that game. I said, did Aaron Rodgers kind of just go out there and say fuck it to the, the Packers organization just to kind of embarrass them for that week one? Because... You know, spoiler alert, we'll, we'll skip to Monday Night Football really quick. Aaron Rodgers went out and fucking looked amazing last night. They yeah. beat the hell out of the Lions, looked like he didn't skip a beat. So I think that week one game was a little fluky. I'm starting to think Aaron Rodgers is that bit of like a passive aggressive. It's very like, petty. He went out there and said, fuck you guys, I'm going to embarrass you week one so that everyone's <laughs> got something to talk about. Then I'm going to go on Monday Night Football and I'm going to show the world why you guys are fucking idiots for drafting Jordan Love and not wanting to keep me. And I think that's exactly what he did. And I'm not going to lie to you, I love it. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. The way he can throw a ball and put it in the perfect spot. I don't know if you saw his touchdown to Robert Tanyan last night. If you watched it, is that the one that was right past the linebacker up the middle, middle of the field? Oh, just, that gun! I mean, that, there, yeah. you couldn't have put that ball anywhere else for it to be a touchdown. He nailed it. But like that it linebacker nothing. didn't have time to turn around as soon as it was, he, and it was even like Tanyan, right I don't think was like expecting the ball to hit him right in the hands, and yeah. it did. Like he caught it, was like shocked and fell into the end zone. It was fucking amazing. Uh, I love Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I don't. I don't shy away from that. Um, but they got their asses kicked by the Saints. Aaron Rodgers had his worst game as a professional, uh, just did terrible. And then the next week, the Panthers beat the shit out of the Saints 26 to 7. The game was never close. The Saints didn't score till the fourth quarter. So I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. And the Packers, (laughs) I think they're going to be okay. Uh, but I also think that the Saints are very much pretenders. I do find it funny that after week one, they had that big win over the Packers and nobody kind of put all that together of like. The Packers just didn't look right. I don't think the Saints are that good. I think the Packers right. just aren't right. And I saw, uh, you know, all those websites that do their their team rankings every week and like the power rankings or whatever. And the Saints, some of them are cracking the top ten because of that win over the Packers. And I was like, Are you fucking one win get you in the top ten nowadays in the NFL? Well, that's the best thing we can. It's overreaction. It says after week one, the biggest thing that happens is overreaction. Yeah. So we saw that the Browns obviously lost week one, but most power rankings they stayed in the top ten. Right. And then, spoiler alert, the Browns won on Sunday, and a lot of power rankings were now out of the top ten. So yeah. we got worse the Weird how the that win. happens, right? It's just Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, Broncos handled the Jaguars pretty easily. The Cardinals, because of an ex-Brown missing a field goal, Daniel that, Joseph. That was one hell of a game. That was an awesome game. Back and forth the whole way. What To me, based on how shitty the Vikings looked week one, because they did. The Vikings looked terrible against the Bengals week one. Um I mean, they went to overtime, so I guess they didn't look terrible. But at the same time, the Bengals had the fifth pick last year. I know Joe Burrow was hurt for most of it, but at the same time, I just think the Bengals aren't a very good football team. Um, but the Vikings struggled against them. Then the Vikings went the next week against the Cardinals, who looked great week one, and it was a back and forth game, and it came down to the very last second where Daniel Joseph, or uh, Greg Joseph, I'm sorry, Greg Joseph missed the game winning field goal, and 34-33. Cardinals are two and zero. Kyler Murray looks like the early favorite for MVP. He's averaging like four touchdowns a week right now. Who said your quarterback had to be tall to be really good? Right. Or to throw touchdowns and to to move an offense. I mean, it's (laughs) weird how that works, but I digress. Uh, Moving on, we have the uh, NFC South matchup, Falcons and Buccaneers. I got to hand it to the Falcons. They showed a lot of heart in this game up until the end.
1: I thought I mean honestly I It was within I, one it was score a hell of a for game. most of the game. I think up to the third quarter is when finally they started falling. And then that's when away. Matt
0: Ryan which again most they weren't even Matt Ryan's fault. They were tipped passes, deflected, you know, passes 2 back-to-back pick-sixes by the same dude I think his name is Mike Davis whatever. That
1: one was that was one was pretty cool. Where he tipped up way in the air and caught it himself and ran it back. Pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So the Buccaneers looking like the best team in football. I mean they put Tom 48. Brady very quiet five touchdowns. Yeah. There. Tom Brady just quietly is throwing five touchdowns a week. Um Buccaneers 2-0, Falcons 0-2. But again, I give them a lot of credit for showing some heart. The issue with the Falcons, though, is that last week they showed no heart against the Eagles, got their doors blown off. And the next week they have a bunch of heart for the Buccaneers. So I don't know if it's one of those they play to their competition kind of things, what the issue is, but the Falcons are a mess. They're 0-2. Well, it's Brady week. Buccaneers you got to step 2-0. it up a little bit for Brady week. I think, yeah, everybody tries and didn't end well for the Buccaneers. They almost, it's crazy. Again, they were up. It was a, almost a... a one possession game, I think, leading up to the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was, because here you go. Here's the stat line. Buccaneers scored 20 points in the third, in the fourth quarter. Falcons scored zero. 48-25 win. So that's that's all of it right there. It was a close game for a minute. Uh, Cowboys win last second field goal uh, with the last second field goal over the home Los Angeles Chargers. Another good game. That was, Another really, that was, good, that game. A really good game back and to watch. forth. Way lower scoring than I was anticipating, to be honest. I thought that game was going to be a little bit more of a shootout. Yeah. Um, but twenty to seventeen, Cowboys win. Both of those teams are one and one. Um, in overtime, the Titans make a huge comeback. The Titans were down going into the th- into halftime against the uh, the Seahawks. They were down twenty four to nine at halftime. They ended up coming back and winning in overtime, thirty three to thirty. The Titans, who looked like a lost cause week one, bounced back Derek in the Henry, second half. Derrick Henry just Derrick Henry woke beast. up. I mean, he had three touchdowns. The Seahawks had no answer. Both of those teams are 1-1 and and hopefully looking to right the ship next week. Uh, Another fucking fantastic game. Chiefs and Ravens Sunday Night Football. Just what a good game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumbled with the game on the line. Heartbreaking. Literally, all he (laughs) needed to do is just get get a couple more yards. They were going to kick the game-winning field goal and walk out of Baltimore 2-0. And Baltimore would have been 0-2. Would have been perfect for the Browns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumbles. Next thing you know, the Ravens get it. Game over.
1: Yeah, that going for it, too, I think, on fourth and two was was a gutsy call as well. Yeah,
0: the Ravens had it. End of the game. They needed to get the first down to secure the victory, or they could have punted. You know, whatever, but you don't want to give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, as we know. Um, Ravens went for it. Bold move. And they won. But Lamar Jackson's still turning it over. He's still fumbling yeah. a that lot. That throw he had, he though, sixes. off his feet. Did you watch he jumped.
1: Where he jumped yeah. and threw it like 30-some yards. That's a, that was an amazing-ass throw.
0: Yeah, but for me, the one thing I hate about the Ravens, and I get it, it looks fun when you see it on Center, But it, logistically, from a football standpoint, that was a horrible pass. Right. He jumped. The only reason it was a completion was because I think it was Marquise well, Hollywood Well, nobody Brown. Was, no, he was around Nobody him. was yeah. around him. It was yeah. basically a busted play. So Lamar Jackson jumped through it like Tim Tebow would've. So I just I hate Lamar Jackson. I I don't I <laughs> well, don't think he's that good of a quarterback. He's a great running quarterback and he's fun to watch and all that, but the one thing I noticed too is going he's back and watching to quarterback the highlights is
1: that their offensive line is still oh, it's garbage. breaking down garbage. so quickly for him. Yeah. It's insane. Like his tackles, his tackles can't keep anybody contained. No. Like the outside is just broken down so quickly. The problem
0: with him though is he doesn't need a good offensive line because right. he's so elusive. The
1: second this line pushes this way, run, he's run up and the And that's middle. it. And yeah. you can't
0: no one's catching him, so he's right. getting some yards. So, you know, hate to say it, but it's just the facts of it. You gotta hurt him. If you want to beat him, that's the only way to do it. You have to and I'm not saying like maliciously hurt him. I'm just saying like if you're going to make a tackle on him because he's going to run it all fucking day, hit him hard. Make him think twice before he runs. You just have to. You know, if that requires putting a coach in a helmet so you can go out there and assault him like the Chiefs would do. No, you'll get fined two weeks later. It's okay. That's fine. I'll, I'll help. I'll chip in. I'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> but you need to get out there, and I'm not saying be dirty or anything like that. But again, you just have to make him think twice. You have to hit him hard. That's it's the It's like only you way to almost have to have a spy on him the entire game, no matter what. You do. But the way that they break down the problem is. He's so elusive what happens in the NFL is you can only defenders secondary you can only cover a guy for so long. Right. So eventually you're going to you're going to lose your guy. You can't cover him forever without penal, without a penalty. So the you just can't cover their receivers all day and Lamar Jackson just runs and runs and runs until finally somebody's open he just throws it and everyone's like how oh, fucking amazing and it's like it's really not. <laughs> like they they spend all week scripting up these plays just for them to not happen because they're just playing backyard football essentially right. and it works that's why they don't win in the playoffs because in the playoffs you need to have these scripted plays you need to be tight you need to follow your game plan the Ravens can't do that with Lamar Jackson that's why they've never been to a Super Bowl and I still don't think they ever really will yeah, um it's true very true so that's my take on that that's your week two recap uh, again as I mentioned the Browns won beating the Houston Texans uh they won by 10 but it you know it was it was tighter than I than I would have liked it It's it's the
1: Browns Achilles. And what's the what's the Browns Achilles?
0: Uh, winning football. Yeah. Well,
1: no, it's defense, mobile (laughs) quarterback. No matter what, anytime the Browns go against a mobile quarterback, it just eats us alive. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. And I mean, it could be any amount of things, but it's like, no matter, anytime we play a mobile quarterback,
0: I mean, in our defense as Browns fans, pretty much any quarterback usually beats us. That's, so. not, that's <laughs> not true. Stephen Hawking could be back there playing for somebody, <laughs> especially a couple of years ago on that, the Owen 16 team. And I think he would have had a good chance.
1: It's just, I mean, Tarod Taylor, and I said Tarod so he doesn't, we don't get yelled at by him. Correct. Um, I mean, he's not a great quarterback. He's no. good. But a lot of the broken-down plays that broke down and he was able yeah. to get up the middle and run, we had no we had no stopping it. We, we weren't there to stop him. We didn't get to him. We didn't yeah. touch him.
0: So for know? those of you that didn't watch the game or aren't Browns fans for that matter, we'll quickly talk about that this this game. Uh, it was 14-14 going into halftime. Uh, the big blow for the Browns. Uh, Jarvis Landry obviously got hurt on the first possession within the first three plays. Yeah, it was like a second catch, I think. Yeah. It was a third-down play. I think he caught it. For the first down, he went down. It didn't even look like it, really. I mean... (laughs) No, I rewatched it. I really didn't see much. That's why... I mean, thank God, I guess. It was a sprain. Who knows if he landed funny, whatever. Um, So he has a sprained MCL. They put him on the IR today, officially, which means he will miss at least the next three games. And then I think you can go up to like eight weeks on it. So it's anywhere between three to eight weeks. So it could be three weeks. It could be two months. You never know how long it's going to take for him to heal. Um... Luckily, we do have a relatively soft schedule, if you will, where I think we can win without him. I'm not saying I'm happy that he's out, but I think we can still win. My main thing right now is you want health going into the playoffs. That's obviously what everybody wants. So if Jarvis Landry needs to miss a month here and then come back 100%, it is what it is. It could have been worse. could have been season-ending. could have been something like Odell. Um, Likely, we also potentially have him coming back in the next couple weeks, too. And then that's the rumor, too, is there's a chance Odell's going to be playing this week. I don't expect much from him, first in-game action, but I also think that just having him and Schwartz on the field, the defense has to respect the deep. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll yeah, break yeah, down yeah. how we'll, we're we'll get to, Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we'll get to it, yeah. Um, let's talk about this game, though, yeah. But, yeah, so 14-14 going into half. Come out of halftime, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> See? <laughs> Tyrod Taylor uh, doesn't come out. All of a sudden, Davis Mills, rookie third-round pick from the Texans, comes out and he's starting and everyone's like what the fuck's even going on. Even announcers were like what what happened. And even pro football talk they tweeted right away and they were like excuse me, Texans are going to get fined if they don't disclose injuries like that. You have it's an NFL rule. You have to disclose the injury why a guys not playing. So they quickly disclosed he had a hamstring injury would not return. So it was Davis Mills for the rest of the, rest of the afternoon. That's all she wrote. Brown scored 10 in the third quarter, went up by 10 obviously, then uh, another touchdown in the fourth. And the, and the Texans scored in the fourth. So, again, 10 point, 10 point win, 31 21 for the Browns. A couple issues that I have. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and just blindly defend Denzel Ward, but I think he's taken a lot of shit for giving up some catches to. Uh, Cooks? Yeah, Brandon Cooks. My issue is was that his fault or was that the soft coverage that Joe Woods had him playing? Because we were getting eaten alive by the slants. We oh, were yeah. playing a soft they were zone. Down, they were underneath all day. We weren't pressing at the line of scrimmage. We were playing five yards off, sometimes seven yards off. They were just slanting in front and getting it. I don't think that has anything to do with Denzel Ward's lack of ability to cover Brandon Cooks. I think it was just our horrible defensive game plan. Well, the first play of the game was a, a three-yard
1: slant right slant. Yeah. Yeah, right and catch and ran for 15, 20 right yards. Right to
0: Cooks because he was playing a soft zone. He... When he when when they called Hike, he backpedaled kind of to the sideline, leaving the middle of the field exposed. And Brandon Cooks just ran his route right there. Terod Taylor hit him perfectly. Like we were playing a really questionable defense. Do you think to that, start the game?
1: Do you think Woods is just trying out a lot of different things to see what is going to work and what not? Because in his mind, is he just planning for the end of the year basically, and he's just trying to get things? Excuse me, figured right. out the, a couple times, a couple games here and there that they can maybe um, take a chance. I
0: hope. Um, I mean, my main thing because is they that didn't play soft over the top.
1: They didn't play that soft defense against the Chiefs. No, they, they they were up on the line. They were they were hitting them
0: on the line. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes is a much more. I think what 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 Joe Woods was trying to go for was we we didn't want to play the same man coverage we played against the, the Chiefs. He wanted to play a zone. And what he wanted to do with that zone is Patrick Mahomes and obviously Terod Taylor are, are on two different planets in terms of quarterbacking. So I think what he was hoping for was we would get pressure on Terod and cause him to make mistakes. It's obviously what you want any quarterback to right. do, but I think they were thinking more, uh, Terod Taylor's going to throw it, a guy slanting and go, fuck it, I got to get it, I'm going to get sacked, throws it in the middle of the field, boom, there's some safeties waiting for him, because we're not playing man, we're playing a zone, there's a linebacker in, they're going to pick the ball off, whatever. I kind of think that's what we were going for, because we stuck to that same defense in the second half, and... Uh, Davis Mills couldn't couldn't beat it. We we got a linebacker interception from Malcolm Smith. Yep. We we got some sacks from the safety. We got some disruption too on the throws. So I think what it was was I think they if anything I really just think they underestimated Terod Taylor. I think they kind of went in thinking yeah this guy it's, sucks. It's weird to say, but it yeah. really is. But I think they really went in thinking this guy's not that good. We we're gonna confuse him. He's gonna make mistakes. Dude's like a ten year vet or whatever. He's been in the NFL a long time. He's been he started a lot of games. I think he kind of knows what he's doing if he's been in the league right. this long. I'm not saying he's great, but I think they really underestimated him. So you're not on the fire Joe
1: Woods bandwagon?
0: No, no, not yet. Um, I, I I, I do think that the turnover, we have so many new people coming in. I mean, (laughs) essentially it's, it's Grant Elpit's rookie season who quick shout out to him. Grant Elpit looked fantastic. He was, that hit was, he was probably our defensive MVP on Sunday. He was everywhere. He was all over the field. He, he missed an interception early. Yeah. He got a huge sack on Davis mills. I mean, he fucking smashed him. Um, he was just all over the place, looked good, his first game ever. So that's very encouraging. I know I told you guys last year after we drafted him how excited I was for him because he legitimately was probably a top 15 pick in the 2020 draft had he not gotten hurt in college at LSU. So with that happening, that lucked out for the Browns, we were able to get him in the second round. And then, of course, he blew his Achilles. We all know the story. But he's he's getting his first, first in-game NFL action ever. And he came out with a bang. He looked great, and I'm really excited to see him come out there and play even more. So I'm on the I'm on
1: the, the side of it that I think, like I just said, Joe Woods is just trying to put toys together that work better. Yeah. Like, is this piece work better here? Is this does this defense work better this way? Yeah. And, and, and it's a lot of people trying to mend we the. We ran
0: some funky shit. I mean, like, Newsom had another great game too. Yeah. New, Newsom is he's, 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 he's turning into a lockdown corner. Like, yeah. guys, do not throw his direction.
1: Right. So I mean, we we have all these talented pieces. JOK, you didn't hear his name, but he made some decent plays. He was out there just. Right uh, Things. Surprisingly,
0: no. I'm. I'm actually. I was going to bring that up. Okay. Uh, I was shocked. If you, I don't know if you saw the snap counts. How many would he have? What, 15, 16 again? Like eighteen, I think, was out it? of like sixty. He right. played like twenty. And I don't know why they're not, they're not. That's putting that's him what out I was going to say. I'm not exactly sure. But when he is out there, what a the couple of plays I saw him. He is moving around. We're and weak at to linebacker. Yeah. Anthony Walker's hurt. He's on the IR also for mm-hmm. a few weeks. Obviously, you need some linebackers. What I think that they did was they were kind of running more of a dime package where we have more secondary players than linebackers and defensive linemen. But I also just think that you have JOK for that versatility because he is is a hybrid. He could kind of be a safety in the NFL, but he is better suited for a linebacker, in my opinion. But with that athleticism and that versatility, you would think that they would be able to utilize that, but they really couldn't. And it's proven because, I mean, for whatever reason, his snap counts are kind of low, and I'm not really sure why that is. I'm wondering if somebody's ever going to ask them why they're kind of... Not hide, using him. him, like yeah. what's the problem? Because obviously, what we were doing on defense wasn't really working. I, I truly believe this. I think there's a chance we would have lost that game if Terod Taylor never never got hurt.
1: Possibly, or it been it, it would have been way
0: closer than it needed to be. We got really lucky to start the game off because we we went not, we didn't go three and out because after Jarvis Landry got hurt, that was a first down catch. Then we went three and out right after that. Right. So we basically went we went six and out. We had to punt. Uh, I think it was Andre Roberts as their return man fumbled it, and we got the we ball recovered back and We recovered it. We scored a touchdown. Um, you know, good good start there. Good momentum shift. Whatever, but had he not fumbled, who knows what would have happened? Right. They get the ball. They could. I mean, we weren't stopping them. We were having trouble slowing them down. Really. Um, so I, I, I'm nervous about that. If a team like Houston, who again we talked about this, don't look past Houston. They're a veteran team. Mm-hmm. We covered all this. We were right on it. A lot of mid talent people that just want to play. Like, yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks is a first-round wide receiver. Uh, I think he's a pro bowler, if I'm not mistaken, a couple times. Really good wide receiver. Like Mark Ingram as a running back. I would love Liff. him on the Browns. They have Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, these veteran yep. studs. They have Laramie Tunsell is one of the better left tackles in football. So a lot of people are saying, uh, Miles, shame on Miles Garrett. He's not showing up in, against the Texans on the stat sheet, blah, blah, blah. He was disruptive. He was being blocked by Laramie Tunsil, who's one of the better left tackles in football. They even went as far as to run some funky defenses where uh, Miles Garrett's playing end, Jadavian Clowney's playing tackle right next to him on the same side. To try, to, try get. to get a little bit of separation, but it didn't work. I mean, we really we weren't getting much pressure with the defensive line um, until Terod Taylor came out of the game. And I think that's just because we were taking advantage of a rookie in Davis Mills who was not prepared to play, Right. let's be honest. So... I am a little worried about the defense right now. I mean, it's week two. Sure. Luckily we have another rookie quarterback coming up this week. Justin, Fields we have a rookie
1: mobile quarterback
0: and we have not Davis mills. So yeah, yeah, exactly. We have a, we have a very good quarterback who in my opinion should have been the number two pick in the draft. Um, so yeah, I'm a little nervous about that. I think, we're going to run a lot of crazy things. We're going to definitely try to confuse him. That's what you do to a rookie quarterback. You run some different looks. You want him to think we're running man, but we're actually playing zone, vice versa. You want him to think we're bringing the house and blitzing, and then everybody drops back. You want it to look like you're not blitzing, and then you bring the fucking house. You just you really want to confuse a quarterback, especially a rookie. So uh, we'll get into that in a little bit about what, what the Browns need to do to beat the Bears. But overall... So let
1: me just ask you this question while we're still in the Browns. is a victory is a victory we or is it we should have won a better game or are you just happy with the victory
0: i mean i'm I'm always going to be happy with the victory i'm not upset i mean i've always said it before whether you win by one or you win by 100 it's a win uh so you got that the only thing i'm looking for though is that you look at a team like the patriots the patriots have a rookie quarterback mac jones bill belichick obviously he's better than anybody at shutting down a rookie quarterback right showed that with with zach wilson but you go against a bad team like the Jets, and I'm not comparing the Texans to the Jets. I think the Texans are, you know, a distance way away from the the, the Jets. But with a team like that, you're at home. You're home opener. You're te- Texans are on the road. They're a veteran team, but they're okay, whatever. I, I think you kind of just, you can win by 10, but you kind of want it to be like, it was never really close. This game was a little too close for me for, for a lot of it. Right. We didn't pull away until, again, if Taylor doesn't get hurt, who knows what happens in that game. So that's what really scares me is the thought of, to Rod Taylor, could have possibly taken us to <laughs> 0-2. It's a little concerning, to say the least. But I do think they'll be okay. I mean, obviously, we, we talked about Jarvis Landry's now out. That's going to hurt the offense. Even with Beckham coming back, Beckham I don't think is 100% still. Um, you have Anthony Schwartz, who's on the injury report right now with a hamstring is- issue. I think he'll be able to play on Sunday, though. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's been a ghost. He had one catch on Sunday, fumbled it. Another guy who's not being used a lot. Yeah, but I also... I'm starting to think that that's just how our offense is. Our offense is not going to be throwing to wide receivers a lot. It's tight end. I was talking to my buddy at work today who follows some very, very nerdy analytic pro football focus guys. Uh, the Browns in in terms of efficiency, the Browns have three tight ends in the top 10. All three of them are in the top 10 of efficiency for being, for getting catches, being productive, getting first downs, et cetera, et cetera. All three of them. So I think that goes to show you that's our focal point of the offense. Um, Speaking of focal points of the offense, Kevin Stefanski needs to stop giving the fucking ball to Andy Janovich. Uh I get it. You, you know, you want to be a little trickery down at the goal line at work. You, you, you want but a fullback
1: touchdown every so often. It. He
0: shouldn't have had another touch in that game. What team gives a fucking fullback handoff twice in one game <laughs> that isn't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Mike Allstott? Let's be honest. So, some questionable play calling against the Texans again. I think I don't yeah, want to say that. How dare they... you question Stefanski? I will. Great Stefanski. It's nothing bad. It's just get, what the fuck. You have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Get Andy Janovich off the fucking field at the goal line.
1: Are we going to talk about the coaching on the other side of the field?
0: Yeah. So let's play this. <laughs> let's play this scenario out here, folks. So the the Texans had a fourth and fifteen. They get thirteen yards. Third and fifteen, or third and fifteen. I'm sorry. They get they get thirteen yards. Fourth and two. Penalty. Browns were offsides. Yeah. You can accept it and go third and ten, or you can decline it. And you have fourth and two, on the brown side of the field, past midfield. So you're thinking right away. I'm thinking he's going to decline this because they got so much yards and go for it. And he's going to go for it on fourth and two, or worst case, you you accept it. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, you decline it. And it's fourth and two, or you accept it and it's third and ten, and then you run another play and you try for third down. And your and your fourth down mentality again. So you just try yeah. to go for it again, assuming you get some yards. Obviously, sure. if, it's, yeah, yeah, if it's fourth and absolutely. ten, you don't do it, but. Yeah. But, yeah, so we all know that those are your only two options. Only two. Guess who's behind door number three? (laughs) Accept or decline the penalty and punt Punt it away. Imagine being told, hey, you get another shot at third down if you want third and ten. I'm good. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm all set. Did you see the face to Stefanski? Stefanski literally went, what? You saw his mouth. He went, what? (laughs) Plain as day, said what? (laughs) And I imagine it was high-pitched like that, too, because he had to have been stunned. He was like, what the fuck? Like... What the hell was he thinking? And then after the game, they asked him, I forgot his name, it's like Cullen or something yeah, like that. Cully, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Texans head coach, they asked him about that that play call. He, his answer made no fucking sense. He no. had no idea. He's like, Well, you know, I thought about it, and, you know, we thought we wanted to push them back field position wise, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Our punter's really good and could have pinned them back and there. And the reporter and... goes, You could have also punted right after you went for it on third down, though. You could have another chance. He's like, Well, yeah, you know, that's just what we thought was right at the time. So, you know, we'll go back and take a look at it. Like, he had no answer. Like, that was the stupid. I would have. I get it, blunders happen, but something like that—I, how do you not fire him immediately? Like that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen.
1: You know, the owner is probably like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And then he—did you hear the interview he had the next day? no he so talked then, about it again he did so they asked of course they're going to ask him about it again so they asked him about it again and he kind of just this time he's like you know just looking at it i probably should have done something different there he goes i was in a moment i was just frustrated and i was thinking this and thinking that and everything and you know i was thinking that you know we could have just punted it and you know but i should have, i should have probably gone for it i
0: probably should have declined and gone for it
1: it's like dude you're just get out of the hole move on with the next question
0: i mean truly one of the like <laughs> what's crazy is that the the Browns have had so many bad coaches, so many coaching blunders, issues. We're Pat, used to those kind of I'll goals. never forget that Pat Shermer didn't have the defense lined up and the, the Bengals threw a touchdown on us because the Browns weren't even out of the fucking huddle yet. Like stupid things like that. This tops them all, I think, honestly. Like I've this never is probably seen a, one of the worst calls. I've seen some bad play calling. I've seen some, you know, stupid decisions in that nature. I've never seen a coach de- decline giving your team another chance at third down. I've never seen that in my life. And then again. If he declined the penalty and then went forward on fourth and two, makes total sense. Yeah, and it statistically it makes perfect sense. He declined it and then just said, "Fuck it, your ball, punted." And then the kick went into the end zone, so they it, get... there was a net of like ten yards, like that. <laughs> the, 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 his quote-unquote field position strategy changed ten yards. So yeah, I mean, we'll take those plays all day. Against I'm us. happy. Again, these are little things that if if they didn't make these mistakes, there's a chance we lose because again, they were on our side of the field. So let's say they they accept it, get the first down, right. the drive stays alive. They're in field goal range now. Whatever, who knows? Or they go for on fourth down and get it. Who knows? Could have really changed the game. Yeah. So was, thank was, God for their stupidity because that was a little too close for comfort as a Browns fan. It was
1: one of the most funny things that happened on Sunday. Um, real quick on the uh, the wide receiver for the Browns. So this is a crazy idea. Now now go with me on this one. There is a veteran receiver out there that we could bring in to help us out the rest of the year. He's he knows our offense kinda. He's been here before. Uh, he is reinstated, kind of, and
0: possibly getting back in the league. What do you mean about Josh Gordon? He's out there uh, until weeds legal in Ohio. <laughs> no, thank you. Actually, I take it back. Until weeds legal in the NFL. So here's my reason,
1: real reason why I bring him up, though. So he technically, what he passed all his tests. He's good. Now he's going. He's waiting for the commissioner to get him back in the league. Yeah. Is it smart of him to get back in the league? Does he have anything that he
0: can contribute?
1: I mean, he's what almost. Thirty-one something.
0: Uh, I really don't know his age off the top of my head. I think he's relatively young still because he was young when he came out. Um, what do you, would you would you take a fly around him? Would you bring him in? Would you see what he has? No, not us. I not think us. I'm talking needs, about just an NFL team. Period. So he's 30 years old exactly. Turned okay. 30 in April, so he's a fresh 30 kind of. Um, no, he's a guy that needs to go to a team with structure. He needs to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, a team where Tom Brady's going to take you under the wing and basically say, you stay right or you're fucking out of here. That's it. Unfortunately, he'll probably end up, if a team even takes a flyer on him, he's going to go to some team you'll probably never hear from him again. I mean, I know the he tried in, in Seattle, and it didn't really pan out. Uh, and Seattle's probably the closest you're going to get to a team with like a structured quarterback and head coach and shit like that where there's going to be some stability, and it didn't work out for him there. So I really don't think his he's got a chance, and I, I don't think Stefanski would even bother because, again, as we just talked about right. I was, I was more tongue yeah, in cheek. Yeah, we're one. a running game tight end kind of team. We have no interest in a guy like Justin I Gordon. completely forgot about
1: him until I heard it, I think it was last week when they mentioned that he had passed all the, yeah. the protocols. And, I'm, and my first thought was, for how many times has he done this? Like, it's like the fifth time he's had a pass protocol to get reinstated again by the commissioner.
0: Yeah, so there's got to be some sort of like, I don't know, they won't tell us, they'll never tell us what's actually happening. But, right. like, if you fail a certain amount of drug tests, you get just Justin Blackmond. You're You're banned from the NFL. So Josh Gordon must be I don't I don't want to say what he's using a certain substance to not get banned. I don't exactly know the what's happening there, but it's almost like he's doing something to keep himself out of the final exit to be banned forever. Right, I don't right. know what it is. Like what's happening, I like, guess. Is, is he going to rehab and the NFL says like if you go to rehab, you're exempt from getting banned kind of thing. Like I don't know what's going on. But yeah, he has had a million chances. It's I feel crazy like to it's me. been so many that, and I, then like he'll just randomly get suspended, and it's just like it's turned into a holiday. It's like, oh hey, it's Josh Gordon suspension. Josh day. Gordon day, yeah. and then the next year, it's hey, it's Josh Gordon. Uh, he's trying to get what's the word? Uh, approved to come back, yep. whatever the hell yeah. it's called. Uh, yeah, I, I know going through. Yeah, but I mean, such
1: such potential with that kid. Yeah, I, I mean, was,
0: honestly, one of the best athletes I've ever seen, and I'm not just saying that as a Browns fan. He truly was a freakish athlete. He reminded me of like a Randy Moss, the way he could just. He could take over a game. You don't see that too much nowadays. There's not too many receivers that take over games. No. Um, Because Randy Moss was doing it with, like, Dante Culpepper, who was okay. He wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback, nothing special. He was all right. And Randy Moss went on to be one of the greatest dominant wide receivers of all time. You really just don't see that anymore. I mean, you have your good wide receivers, of course. You have your your Devontae Adams, who's great. Your Tyreek Hills, who are awesome. But those are guys who are kind of made by their quarterbacks. Like if you took away Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Hill's numbers are going to go down tremendously. Right. Same can be said for Devontae Adams, et cetera. Justin Jefferson, guys like that. These really good wide receivers, but no one's taken over the NFL like Randy Moss did. And Josh Gordon was that next guy. He yeah. truly could take, he was doing it with Brandon fucking Weedon and, and Brian Hoyer. And what shit hell of a year that was right. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate. I've always been a Josh Gordon fan. I wish him nothing but the best. Um. So your final thing is you think he's done the NFL then? I mean, I don't. I won't say he's done. I think, like I said, I think a team will take a flyer on him, but it's not going to be like a Super Bowl contender. I don't think he's really going to amount to anything, and he's going to kind of fade off into the sunset. That's yeah. the end of it. Yeah. So I just wanted to make a joke. I just, I no, was, no, no, was no. Was interesting. It's, I really do think, though, with the current wide receivers we have, I haven't been able to confirm this, but uh, for those of you who are really diehard Browns fans and you know the practice squad, we have Davion Davis. He who, is. It's confirmed.
1: What they signed him to the practice squad. They brought him back to the practice yeah. squad. Oh, so okay. he, he,
0: he made it through waivers and they re-signed him to the practice. Okay. Squad. So I saw he announced that he's back. I was going to say, I don't know if that meant that they signed him to the active roster or the practice squad. I haven't seen it yet because I haven't been on Twitter in a while, but uh, okay. So that there goes that, but yeah, Davion Davis was released after or waived after his two game suspension. And then apparently they brought him back. So what I was going to say was there's another wide receiver, at least on the roster who, who looked good in the preseason. Davion Davis is a very talented receiver, but he's got some issues. Hence why he was suspended for two games. Um, what was his issues, though? I, I I guess I didn't look too much into it. I forgot it. what it was. It was like a DUI hit and run or something. Oh. Speeding from the cops involved being drunk and shit like that. So, you know, typical shit. Who was the guy that killed the guy for uh, hitting? Dante Saulworth. Ah, yeah. okay. There's, yeah. Another former Brown. Um, <laughs> we love him here. I, I was just trying to think. Of... If you like we... drugs, alcohol, and killing people, welcome to Cleveland. We just like uh, hitting people with cars. We don't like hitting anybody on the football field based on our defense, but we like hitting people with cars. Um, so yeah, I mean, long story short, we're going into the bears without Landry, possibly without Beckham. And we'll cover all that in a little bit. Um, I want to switch sports really quick. Talk a little bit about Ben Simmons. That's a big story that just came down today. Ben Simmons has been, uh, he's made it very clear. He wants out of Philadelphia. There have been rumors going on forever, blah, blah, blah. And then didn't seem like anything was going to happen. Their asking price was way too high. Nobody was really interested, blah, blah, blah. Now you fast forward, he's taken the, the reins, and he said, I'm not playing another game for the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm not reporting to training camp, etc." cetera. Um, it was kind of funny, but Brian Windhurst was asked, where will Ben Simmons be when the Sixers start camp? And he said, he'll be in Los Angeles filming videos of himself shooting basketballs for other teams so they can see that he can shoot basketball." <laughs> Like basically, what he's gonna be doing is marketing himself to make teams want him.
1: Well, I mean, what training camp starts what next week, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Because I, so, just, I just saw the announcement that uh, um, the wine and
0: gold scrimmage is next uh,
1: next Saturday.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so we have training camp starting up. Ben Simmons wants out. There were rumors of, you know, the the Cavs were interested, the Warriors, like fucking every team in the league. Basically, has been linked to this guy. As we're narrowing down to the final end here, um, the front runner is the Blazers. Kyle and I were talking about this a little bit before we started. Really doesn't make a lot of sense to me if you think about it. You have the Blazers who have an okay team. Don't get me wrong. They're a playoff team with Dame and McCollum and stuff like that. But they're not a good enough team to win anything. Let's be honest. They're never going to win a championship with that squad. In order to get Ben Simmons, sure, on that current structured roster, adding Ben Simmons definitely helps. However... I don't think you're getting Ben Simmons without giving up one of those stud players. So it's kind of like a two steps forward, three steps back kind of situation. Because obviously you're better off making the you're better off going to the Super Bowl or I'm sorry, not Super Bowl, going to the Finals or winning a championship in the in, in basketball with Dame Lillard, guys like that who right. can shoot. That's just the way the NBA is. Ben Simmons, elite defender, decent player on offense, but. Can't score like Dame Lillard. There's no way, and I can't imagine a trade deal to get Ben Simmons that doesn't involve Dame Lillard, unless the Blazers are going to be giving up a fuck ton of draft picks. But
1: did Lillard? I th- didn't Lillard just sign a new contract, I, like an extension?
0: I don't think so. He wanted to. He wanted traded. He just came out and said he doesn't want traded anymore. He'll stay. I don't okay. think he got anything new, unless I'm wrong, unless I missed it.
1: Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm thinking it was a couple years ago. But okay. Yeah, yeah. I
0: remember he early, as soon as the off season started in the NBA, Dame Lillard came out and said he wanted traded. And then spoke with the team, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people thought because he hugged LeBron in a video that the link was there, that he was going to the Lakers. And then he ended up saying he'll stay. He's going to suck it up and you know continue what he started. Two years ago, he signed a Supermax contract extension
1: yeah. for four years, Which, 146. Put him through two. That's 2024.
0: Not, that will not deter anybody from sure, trading sure. for Damian Lillard. He is well worth that kind of money. Um, so... I don't understand a trade in that scenario unless the Blazers have kind of accepted that they're not going to win anything. If they accept that that, their current structured roster is not going to win, I think CJ McCollum's like 32 now. He's not getting any younger. Uh, Dame Lillard, same thing. He's in his 30s, I think. These guys aren't getting any younger, which means they're not going to be getting better. They're actually going to be regressing. That's just how life works. So unless they're trading for Ben Simmons because it's a decent deal, unfortunately, they'll have to get rid of Dame Lillard but they're going to get Ben Simmons. Then they flip Ben Simmons for a fuck ton of draft picks and young players and capital and shit like that and start their rebuild a little early. That would be a smart move in my opinion. If I'm the blazers, unfortunately you have to gut the roster right now, but you have all that talent. So if it's Dame for Ben Simmons and then you trade Ben Simmons and CJ McCollum for God knows what you can haul in with that. You kind of do what the Oklahoma city thunder have done and you just get rid of these good players. You acquire assets and you start to build. So, if that's their theory, that's the only reason I could really see him fitting on the Blazers. Because again, I don't see a situation where he goes to that team without getting rid of McCollum and or Lillard. And I just don't think, I don't think you're winning with that. So, so. Let's,
1: let's go down the path that no one they don't trade him. He doesn't show up to training camp. He has a contract. They just sit on a bench all the season. Is that what they're going to do? You think or?
0: he'll end up getting traded. Uh, the players call the shots in the NBA. Look at uh That's yeah, it's true. Look at uh what's his face? Um James Harden did the same thing to the Rockets. Said I'm fucking done, put on a bunch of weight, fuck you guys. Get me out of here. Next thing you know, they had to trade him. They traded him to Brooklyn.
1: Surprisingly lost all that lost weight Lost a lot quickly. of weight,
0: but it it affected him because I mean, he he couldn't stay healthy. So I think that that change in his body and he wasn't right all year, and I'm happy cuz that means they didn't win a championship. Fuck Brooklyn, fuck Kyrie, and Durant. <laughs> um but, yeah, the, the players call the shots. You, the players do whatever the fuck they want in the NBA. That's why I was shocked when, when Dame Lillard announced he wanted a trade. My first thought was, all right, well, first thing first, please don't go to the Warriors because fuck them. Right. Please go to the Lakers because I just assumed he's gone. You request a trade in the NBA, that's that's locked. Signed, sealed, delivered. And it uh, didn't end up happening. Dame Lillard, like I said, he's, he's one of the few, one of the rare ones that, that said, I'll stick this out. I'll see it till the end. And uh, he stayed in Portland, at least for now. And now he might get his wish of getting traded, but right. not by his choice any, anymore. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the Cavs have been linked to Ben Simmons a lot, which to me doesn't make any sense, uh, depending on what they'd have to give up. Don't get me wrong. To me, there's nothing on this current roster that's untouchable, the Cavs. I love the Cavs. They have some decent young players. but they have uh, Obviously, they're not even a fucking playoff team in the East. So with that being said, that means you know you have a shitty team. So if you're going to get Ben Simmons, I think he definitely makes your team better, especially from the defensive perspective. So for me, it's like if there's a trade package that includes Colin Sexton and some draft picks or whatever, and you add Ben Simmons to this team to be your two guard, so you're going Darius Garland, Ben Simmons, Lori Markocken, however you say it, uh, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, that's a pretty fucking good defensive team. Offensively you're gonna struggle. You're not gonna score a lot of points, but defensively, you're really gonna be able to shut some people down. So I could see that uh as a Cavs fan really doesn't make me that excited, though. What's like, the chances you think that happens, though? I mean, i <clears throat> the Cavs have been the the one team that have been linked to Ben Simmons consistently. Right. The 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 gossip of that has never dwindled. It's been recently it's been minnesota cleveland and then now the blazers but minnesota and cleveland have been those two teams that have not stopped being linked to him Hmm. so we'll see what happens i mean for me again it just really doesn't make a lot of sense i I almost feel like so if this is a deal that's going to happen it's going to happen in the next couple weeks here two weeks yeah and i mean the rumor is too i mean take it for what it's worth it's all from twitter but it is from nba people that i follow who have sources and they said that ben simmons has said behind the scenes he would be open to a trade to cleveland now, does that mean he's okay with, he wants to come here full, like, long term? Or does that mean he just says, oh, God, I don't care, trade me to Cleveland, I'm I'm fucking out of Philly. And then when he comes to Cleveland, he'll now demand a trade to a better contender or something like that. So that's what kind of worries me with these guys. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the guys that demand where they want to go and pick and choose and shit like that. Because I just feel like there's not a lot of, it's. I won't even say loyalty, it's just more so like, Look at Kyrie Irving. Yeah, the guy kind of went a little crazy. Demanded getting out of Cleveland. Went to Boston. Didn't do anything. Went a little crazy in Boston. Went to Brooklyn. Went crazy as soon as he got there. I just think there's something to that. When these guys are willing to act like a dick like that and like ruin their reputation, they're they're just to me that it's not S- worth it. Such
1: a talented b- basketball player, just to be he's mental.
0: Yeah, I mean, he really is. He just lose, He lost his mind. I just think that like it really hurts. LeBron ruined him. Now you have two of those guys on the same roster with Harden and Kyrie. You have two guys that had really great loyal franchises who did everything they could to win with them. Kyrie won a championship here, and then he went fucking nuts, wanted out. James Harden, perennial MVP, went to the playoffs multiple times. Houston Rockets wanted everything to, to help him. They traded for John Wall in the offseason. James Harden didn't give a fuck. He wanted out. Like I don't know. I just the, the the lack of loyalty in the NBA and the way they let these guys call their shots. It, it's 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 alarming. So. Yeah. I don't like what Ben Simmons is doing. I think it's bad for sports to to just show that you have the power like that. Um, at the same time, I also think who does Ben Simmons think he is?
1: He hasn't earned that yet. Like
0: he's a guy who's played well in the regular season and in the playoffs was a fucking choke artist. Like right. he was embarrassingly bad for the Sixers in, in the playoffs, and that's kind of why he wants out. I bet he gets a lot of shit because Philly fans don't fuck around. Philly fans will let they'll they booed Santa Claus. They hate everybody. They they don't give a shit. So I think that they. He probably doesn't want to hear it from the fans of how shitty well, he was. Well, it's
1: like you just mentioned. I mean, who who do you think you are? I mean, every other player you mentioned that demands trades,
0: they've earned yep. that right. James Harden, perennial perennial MVP, one right. of the best players in basketball. Don't get me wrong. Ben Simmons is a great player. but Not James Harden. He's not James Harden or Kyrie Irving, yeah. in my opinion.
1: Those people have earned the right to kind of put we their foot out there. We have a
0: champion. We have an MVP. Ben Simmons is a first-round, or number-one pick who's okay and can't shoot a fucking basketball to save his life. Who's? It's not even that he can't shoot. He is afraid to shoot. He has the yips when it comes to shooting, basically. Like, he is terrified to shoot a three-pointer in the NBA. And it's a day and age where everybody shoots three-pointers, for the love of God. A lot of centers out there putting threes <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. They all shoot. Um. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Something something to keep an eye on with training camp starting up next week. Uh, speaking of next week, I don't know if we talked about it already. If, if not, I'll, I'll rehash. Kyle is going to be out of town next week, so we are going to be doing a podcast from stereo we haven't picked the date or time yet once we do we'll get it posted we'll get you guys all the info you need if you do want to listen to it however i'll put it on stereo and then after stereo assuming it all works because we've had a lot of issues with stereo i will post it on our website and the episode will go live on your whatever you listen to the podcast on like normal so we'll do all that next week we just want to give you guys a little heads up for that but with stereo too you guys can also partake you know? yeah and with stereo there's live Uh, voicemail questions, shit like that. Same rules apply. All right, motherfuckers? Keep it under like 10 seconds. I don't have time to listen to you fucking drone on about whatever you want to talk about. Listen, at the end of the day, it's fucking our show. Ours, not yours. You get your 10 seconds and you fucking like it. Get to the point. I always tell my wife this and she hates me for it, but I always say when you tell a story, treat it like a great steak. Get the fucking fat out of there. Only worry about the great part. Get the fucking rest. I don't need you to call and be like... Hey, so I heard you talk earlier about the Giants. So I'm a Giants fan. I'm thinking, you know, last year when the Giants – like, don't fucking start a question like that. Just call in and be like, hey, uh, do you think the Giants have a chance this week? Thank you. That's it. Look at how fucking easy that is. I don't need to hear all that other bullshit. Some people just want to talk. They want to get their – they want to be then known. fucking start your own show, motherfuckers. You want to talk. That's, that's all I got for that. Um, this should be interesting now next week. Yeah. So, with that being said, we will switch sports again, this time to baseball, because again, a little, little over a week left. And Kyle's actually going to the city with the hottest team in baseball. I, I think will that's be at why a game. Kyle's going. They're going to let him play. They called me up. It's a make a wish for an old man. <laughs> I'm they, throwing out the first pitch. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it looks better than Conor McGregor's. Oh, God, man, Did that looks horrible. That? I wanted to talk about Woo. that. Holy shit. Conor McGregor, I don't know if you guys saw this. He's a lefty. He was thrown out the first pitch at Wrigley. And that fucking thing almost went into the dugout. Like, it was bad. It was so bad. Held on to that ball a little bit too he's long. He's going to blame his bum foot. That's probably with, <laughs> what the excuse is going to be. Or he's going to blame Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know what he's going to go with this time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals are literally the hottest team in baseball right now. Uh, we'll go there first. Let's go right to the fucking wild card. Boom. Dodgers are up. I mean, it's a nail-biter. The Dodgers are up 15 games, 15 and a half games in the wild card. So... Definitely a nail-biter right there. Um, they are one game behind the San Francisco Giants for the division lead. So that's awesome. I mean, that, what a fucking battle that is going on right there. Um, we have the Milwaukee Brewers. I'll just I'll start with the division leaders. I don't know why I started off with fucking wild there's cards. Two, that makes it more difficult. There's
1: two wild cards, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So they'll play each other. Winner gets the playoff spot. Yep. Um, so we'll start in the National League this week because every other week I start in the American League. The NL West leader right now is San Francisco. Uh they've locked up a playoff spot for good. They just haven't locked up the division.
1: Yeah, one game one game out. Jeez.
0: Next up, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Brew crew. They have locked up a playoff spot. They have locked up the division. Um, St. Louis is eighty and sixty nine. Sixty nine. <laughs> Giggity. Uh the Brewers are ninety one and fifty nine, so I don't think there's enough games left for for them to win the division, but uh playoffs are a lock for Milwaukee. In the east, we have Atlanta, seventy-eight and seventy. And I think they are two I think games. Cincinnati is right behind them. So that's a close or no, Cincinnati's in the central. Never mind. I mean yeah, right, right right behind them is the uh is the Philadelphia's. Phillies. Yeah, yeah. Two, fill, two Phillies behind. are two games behind. Mets are still kinda hanging on, but it's looking like it's not gonna be a thing for them. Less than one percent chance for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then we go to the wild card. We have the Dodgers, obviously running away with that. The number one seed for the wild card is either going to be the Dodgers or the, or the Giants. That's a given. It's the loot. It's the second place team in the West gets the number one seed in the wild card. That's a lock. The St. Louis Cardinals, however, again hottest team in baseball. They now have a three game lead over the Cincinnati Reds for that second wild card spot. So look out because that's I've always said it. The hottest team leading into the playoffs are usually the teams that win the World Series for whatever reason it's always the fucking Cardinals. Remember that streak they were going on where yeah. they were winning the World Series like every couple of years? It's crazy. And it's the same thing. They would sneak in at the end. You yeah. don't really hear from them. They have a quiet quietly good team. And then all of a sudden they fucking get hot. They go into the playoffs, they win the World Series and you're like, "What the fuck? Where would this where'd team they, come yeah, where'd from?" Where they come from? So, kudos to them. I mean, I know they got uh what the hell's his name? Uh Was it Nolan All All All, all-, all- Arenado, have you say his last name from the, the Rockies? They got him in the offseason because oh, he wanted yeah. traded. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge get for them. Um St. Louis look but out. But again, St. Uh, Louis is middle of the field like
1: all year. They were. They really like have. I mean, there was
0: a time where I mean last week we were breaking down the wild card. I don't even know if St. they St. weren't Louis even the, mentioned. They weren't even in the top Didn't five, mention. but nope. because they're the hottest team, they're nine and one in their last ten games. They're on a nine game winning streak right now. So look out for them. That's always fun. Uh now we go to the American League. And this is I don't know if you guys can hear. Here's me with a hammer. That's the final nail in the coffin for the Indian season. That's Kyle losing his bet to me. It was only a dollar bet, but we still made a bet. He said the Indians would make the playoffs. This was weeks, months ago. And I said, no fucking way. Are you crazy? He said... I will Venmo that to you. He said, dollar plate bet. Indians make the playoffs. I said, no fucking way. They made it
1: interesting, though. They did make it interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, they they lead the the Major League Baseball forever in no hits. Being <laughs> yeah. no hit. They are so winning right now, though. So. Very interesting. Yeah, they're beating the Royals, which who gives a fuck they blew it uh the one thing though is that the magic number for the Chicago White Sox would have been sealed up today with a win for them and a loss for the Indians the the White Sox already lost earlier they played the Tigers day game and then the Indians are winning against the Royals so it looks like we're not going to be officially eliminated until another day but with that being said there that's the nail in the coffin the Indians aren't making the fucking world the playoffs let's let's not kid ourselves we do have a little bit of a flip though last week we talked about how hot Toronto was and how Hot Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was. Now we have a little bit of a tighter race. Boston's on a five game winning streak. Boston has snuck into that top wild card spot. Um, again, Tampa Bay is all but locked up the East. Uh, Houston has all but locked up the West. And Chicago is obviously locked up the Central. So Boston has the number one spot in the wild card. Toronto has second. And they're only a half game up over the Yankees. The one cool thing about that is the Yankees played the Indians over the weekend. And I tweeted out. And I said, hey, this Indian season has been a fucking joke. It's been terrible. At least keep the Yankees out of the playoffs. Indians took two out of three, beat the piss out of Garrett Cole. Always good to see. Uh, And that really helped. Obviously, the Yankees are... This is a very tight wild card race in AL. Very tight. Um, I'm loving it. It's fun. The crazy thing is they're all from the same fucking uh, division. Yeah, the East. You're literally going to have three teams from the AL East, more than likely, because I don't see Oakland really turning things around, uh, nor Seattle. To get in there, I mean, Oakland's only two games out. They're only half a game behind the Yankees, so I mean, they could. It's in. it's it's close. I just I don't know. I don't see them. Don't get me wrong. I, any any reason to get the Yankees out of the playoffs? My only thing though is it, it's probably not going to happen. But I want Boston out. Fuck Boston. Don't want them making the playoffs. Uh, however, it would be kind of cool to see LeBron get that ring for baseball. Now that he's part owner of the Red Sox, something Jordan doesn't have. Um, just another Jesus. just more fuel to the LeBron fire of how great he is. Just throw it in there. Uh, but yeah, so there's your baseball standings watch by the time we record next week everything well, here's should be... Here's the interesting thing about the Yankees schedule. So
1: they, they they're playing Texans right now. They're winning up to nothing.
0: Yeah the Texas Rangers are one of the worst teams in baseball. But
1: they, they play Texas then they have a three game with Boston. Yep. Then they have a three game with Toronto. Then they have a three game with Tampa Bay. What a hell of a way to end the season. Yeah,
0: you're literally you're that there, that's there that's, that's determining so the playoffs right there right basically. There.
1: That's and insane.
0: Like you said, that could be the time where Oakland slides in because I mean, I'm not going to sit here and speculate on every outcome. Obviously, we know wins right. and losses and shit like that. But, like, yeah, you're going against Boston. So whoever whoever has the edge in that series, because someone's going to have to win a couple games, whatever. So someone's going to be dropping while another team can pull up. So that's where Oakland really needs to, to focus. Same thing with, like you said, they're going immediately against Toronto and Boston and then Tampa Bay. So, boom. If I'm Oakland, I guess I was kind of wrong. I, I did say Oakland. I, I can't see it. But I guess with that schedule for the Yankees, I wasn't aware of their schedule.
1: Yeah, they. and then I, I'm pretty sure um let's see here Oh, oops my bad thank hey, you talking sorry all
0: right yeah no no so yeah with that being said i mean that's that's killer i hate the yankees i hate the red sox obviously so if in a perfect world toronto and oakland are in the playoffs for me um so they, we'll see what happens
1: so, so they end the season so toronto ends the season let's see here what does it say 21st 21st okay so they got seattle houston and then seattle uh oh wow it's seattle houston seattle houston that's
0: how Oakland that's how Oakland ends the season okay so that's going to be so right there same thing I mean you have Houston Houston's they locked it I mean they're not I mean they they have a what is it a seven game lead I
1: think over but they could also potentially use that to you know I mean use all their starters at once too right they could afford to lose a couple games in there
0: yeah because you have to think of it for a team going into the playoffs you're going to have to then maybe you sit a guy for an extra day that you wouldn't normally do because you want to get your rotation set up for the playoffs so definitely stuff to think about it's gonna be interesting uh, but yeah, will, I mean, this will definitely change this is right the next best, week again. Best time of the season for baseball. I've always thought baseball season is a little too long because there are way too many meaningless games. Like I didn't, I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and watch like a fucking Yankees, Seattle, Seattle game in like June. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan, but I'm not that big of a fan to where I'm going to sit down and watch a game like that. But now with the playoffs on the line and shit like that, playoff baseball is, I think the greatest playoff sport out there. I think it's better than hockey. Um, just because hockey it's fast paced it's fun but it, it's a lot of strategy and just a lot of back and forth now when you watch baseball every pitch you're on the edge of your seat for every pitch right. that's just there's nothing like it in sports in my opinion so and anybody that's ever even going to pretend to say soccer is such a great fuck fuck you it's got the who wants to watch a one to nothing game for a fucking hour Jesus Christ who cares Um. so soccer can suck no a no offense of to any listeners that might be soccer fans extreme offense I want you to have. Fuck you. Fuck soccer. <laughs> you idiots. Um, no, I mean, I watch Ted Lasso, so I don't know much about soccer other than that it's called a pitch. It's yeah. not called a field. They call it the pitch. That's
1: Off topic, I've, he cleaned up last night at the Emmys.
0: All I've taken away from watching Ted Lasso... I know we don't really do this on the show, but I'm just gonna say it. season two. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of season two. It's kind yeah, of yeah. It's of a been bummer a weird season so far. It's just so like depressing. That and last sad. Episode, I just don't get what they're going for that last episode with Beard was the weirdest episode. It was really weird. Like we watched it, and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, I won't, I won't go into any details. But like my wife even stopped and she's like, "Is he dreaming? Like what's happening in this we, episode?" Like my wife and I said the same it thing. It was just, nothing as, yeah, like a normal Ted Lasso episode. I think this season they. I almost feel like they, they created the show and didn't expect it to get a second season, so they fucking blew their load season one. It did great. It swept at the Emmys. It dominated, whatever. It maybe didn't sweep. I don't even know. I didn't watch. No, nah, but, but it
1: got, he got best actor and everything. So,
0: yeah, it, it, they cleaned up, like you said, at the, at the Emmys. They did great. Um,
1: My thought process was they're using season two as a more of a deep dive into characters, and then they'll get back to normal going into season
0: three because you know it's not going anywhere. I'm okay anywhere. with that, but I think you could do it in a better way. Like, I, I just... Everything is about like daddy issues and everything's about like yeah. therapy now, and they all need therapists. And like, I don't know, it's just a little it's, it's been weird. Change it up a little bit, guys. Like, I don't Roy, know, Ray
1: Kent's still my favorite character. The only that thing, show. though, that
0: I'm kind of going to contribute this towards is that they're they were limited with what they could do because they filmed this during COVID, I'm sure. Yeah, so uh, that's my only thing that I take away from this is that they, they just had issues getting it all to, to work because. They were very limited. I, I assume.
1: Last topic on this, because I know it's not a typical show, but it's, I did. I, I did not with sport. I did not know that Roy <laughs> Kent was the guy who plays Roy Kent was the writer of the show. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I just learned this yesterday. He is was a writer of the show when it first started going into production, and he was reading the part of Roy Kent, and he's he literally filmed himself shooting five or six scenes, sent it in to Jason Sudeikis and whoever mm-hmm. else, and said, "If you don't think I'm the best fit for this role." then tell me and I'll forget it. But
0: I honestly feel I am this character and well, then, good for that's him, all she wrote. I've never heard of the guy in my life. I mean, uh, obviously right. I don't know if he's done anything else. I couldn't tell you, but he's great. Roy Kent's probably the coolest character on the yeah. show. He's funny. He's oh, great. it's like, hilarious. I mean, behind Ted Lasso, I think Ted's obviously the man, but right, right. But, but yeah, this, his character's just, great. this season yeah. leaves a lot to be desired. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'm hoping so it ends strong. So.
1: We got one more, two more episodes.
0: I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm is, guessing it's is coming to it ten end or eleven. I think there's yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I didn't look, I, but I don't but...
1: know what the end of the season is like. Right? Like, how the, do you? The
0: main the main part to me was last week's with a game yeah. where they lost. So, what are you ending the season with? Like now? season one had really cool cliffhangers and endings to it, and you know, yeah. shit like that, where you're like, oh, where do they go from here? Right. Now, this one, it's kind of like it's a, last last season ended where I go, where do you go from here? Now every week it ends, and I go, "Where the hell do they go from here? Like, what's happening? Yeah. What are they What are they building? What's like, the story? What are they building to?" There's yeah. no character arc. Like, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll circle back again. around. Again. <laughs> this is a This is a new weekly segment. As long as Ted Lasso's is on the air, we'll talk about it next. What week. What new
1: sporting shows on TV right now? Yeah. There you um. Go. All right.
0: All right. So with that being said, we're we're out of every sport except for the NFL. Uh, we're gonna do picks first. S- spice things up a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna start off with the four with we're gonna flip the foreplay till the end of talking about the Browns exclusively, so we'll save our Browns pick for the end. But let's do some picks. I have to fire mine up here on my page. I haven't submitted them yet, but I think I'm fairly confident in what I have. So, Week Three, 2021 NFL Pick'em. So let's write that up. Week Three. How do we do last week? NFL.
1: Just a quick record
0: uh honestly i have no fucking idea oh you didn't count them okay nope i never do
1: <laughs> way to care more about this than anybody did
0: we have the same exact picks last week
1: i thought we did
0: uh yeah we did so i guess it's pretty easy to go over it so washington won set so a check new england won denver won buffalo won san fran won rams won pittsburgh lost cincinnati lost cleveland won new orleans lost arizona won tampa bay won seattle lost Dallas won, Kansas City lost, Green Bay won. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7,
1: 8, 9, 10, 11. <clears throat> 11 for
0: 16, we went. 11 and, eleven out of 16, so 11 and 5. Okay. Um, Not bad. That was week two. Now we get into week three. Again, we'll save Cleveland and Chicago for last. I think you guys know who we're probably going to be picking, but we'll tell you our pick and why with the breakdown and all that shit. That's how we'll wrap up this week's episode. I kind of like that idea. Just thought of it on air. So you guys are all welcome. We get to see how the The, the, the sausage is made, as they say. (laughs) The the thinking into the game. I like it. So Thursday night, we have kind of a shit game on paper. When you hear Carolina-Houston, you think that's a shit game. But then again, as we talked about earlier, Carolina is a surprise team. They're 2-0. and Sam Darnold's playing great. Their defense is playing very well. Uh, obviously, you have Christian McCaffrey, so it's always something to watch. Houston started off 1-0. and Looked good against the Browns. Terod Taylor gets hurt. Davis Mills comes in. Uh, Terod Taylor was just put on IR this week, so he's at least out for three weeks. So they're going to be going with Davis Mills, barring injury, shit like that. So I think that's going to just about wrap it up for Houston, and their their little Cinderella story lasted about a week and a half. So with that being said, I'm going to take Carolina in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, like what you said, I mean, Carolina's defense is amazing so far, but Houston doesn't stand a chance. That rookie quarterback's going to get eaten alive.
0: Just strictly based off what I saw with the Browns. I mean, you have uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Obviously, our run game was great against Houston. They couldn't stop us. Our defense is okay compared to Carolina's. I think overall, Carolina's defense looks a lot better than the Browns, and Davis Mills couldn't do anything against us. So I think that's, you know, they're going to do the Browns formula and just follow suit. Yep. And they have healthier receivers than the Browns, and we still managed to win. So going Carolina. Next up, we have Washington at Buffalo. Washington has been a huge disappointment on defense. I picked them in one of my fantasy leagues, their defense, and they've played like shit. They've gotten me negative points each week. Uh, they're not getting to the quarterback as much. They're not creating turnovers. They're giving up a lot of points. They gave up a shitload of points to Danny Dimes. Um, So we'll see. I am going to go with Buffalo here, the home team. Again, I just think with, uh, Tyler Henneke as a starter, not that I was expecting much out of Ryan Fitzpatrick as, a, as a starter either, if, even if he was healthy. So Buffalo is better team. I'm just going to go with Buffalo.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I have to agree with you. I mean, buff I mean, Washington surprise, I really, like you said, I think I thought they were going to be pretty well, pretty good in defense this year. Um, but no, I mean, they're not doing much of anything. Buffalo
0: is just too hot of a team right now. Yeah. Uh, next up we have Baltimore at Detroit, uh, Another one, pretty kind of a no-brainer to me, in my opinion. I saw Detroit hold their own with Green Bay for a half yesterday. They were up 17-14 at halftime. And then Green Bay turned it on, and, and Detroit didn't stand a chance. Uh, against Baltimore, based on how Aaron Jones just dominated against them, uh, I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to have any trouble at all. So I got an easy win for Baltimore here. Yep, agree, Baltimore. I agree. Mean,
1: I, it's I mean, Detroit's showing up better than I thought they would, like you said, but yeah, Baltimore for sure.
0: They've got heart, they're gritty, but they just don't have the talent to get by. So, it's unfortunate. Uh, Next up, we have Indianapolis at Tennessee. This could have been a good game, but I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be playing now because of those double sprained ankles. So, he will be in two walking boots, possibly in a wheelchair, possibly in a (laughs) bubble. I don't know. Sitting on a sideline in in a hospital bed. Tennessee looked like they came into their own. Derrick Henry looked like the Derrick Henry of old. Uh, so with that being said, I think Tennessee kind of figured it out and I think they're going to win this one.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Tennessee for sure. Um, I just, I mean, it's hard to really say anything about this. I mean,
0: I think Derrick Henry's just going to, they're going to keep feeding Derrick Henry over and over and over again. And I yeah. Mean, and Julio Jones got involved big time with Tennessee against Seattle. He had like six catches for over a hundred yards, Yeah, had a touchdown that should have been called a touchdown reversed. Um, so I think that the Tennessee figured it out and that was without some starters on off on the offensive line. Taylor Lewan last minute, uh, was hurt. He was a late scratch in that game, and he's their best offensive lineman. So they were still able to go to Seattle and win without Taylor Lewan. That's that speaks volumes for how Tennessee figured it out. Uh, Mike Vrabel's a really good coach. Um, again, he he reminds me of like a Marvin Lewis kind of coach, where they're going to consistently make the playoffs and be good, but will they ever win anything? Only time will tell. I doubt it, but I do like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I like I'm a, I like him a lot, but. I think the, or not, but, but I guess uh, Tennessee wins here. Next up, I'll let you take this one, Kyle. We have Los Angeles and Kansas City.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this was not, I mean, this was, I, there was a lot of coin flips this week, but this one, to me, is pretty simple. I, I do think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a back and forth. I think both defenses are a bend. They, they give up a lot of points, potentially, but I do think Kansas City takes this. Um. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see. I think maybe it could happen. Chargers could catch them off guard. But I do think at the end of the day, Kansas City wins this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, so far, Kansas City's put up 30-plus points each week. Uh, the, the the For whatever reason, the Chargers offense with the new head coach, uh, who do they have, Lombardi? I think it's right. Joe Lombardi is their head coach, I think. Who, are the Chargers? The Chargers. I believe that's his name, yeah. Yeah, so they have a new head coach. Uh, their offense was supposed to be clicking. It's really not yet. Uh, their offense is struggling. It's kind of slow. Kansas City doesn't take their foot off the gas. They're one of the best teams in football, obviously. Again, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire doesn't fumble that ball on Monday night, they're 2-0, and uh, beating the Ravens. Uh, I think they're going to have their way with the Chargers here. A young team. I'm a huge Justin Herbert believer. Oh, so you're, saying, you're saying blowout, huh? No, I just think it's going to be like I won't say blowout, but I think it's going to be like a ten point, okay, ten point game. I don't think it'll be like a you know thirty to three. It's but it's going to be like.
1: I I also don't I can know if it's
0: being a bit of a shootout. What's the identity of the Chargers right now? Are they a run team, pass team? I mean, what? I mean, defensive team? I just I feel like they're not. They haven't found. They don't well, know. They don't. They haven't exactly found the groove right. yet. Like, their yeah. offense hasn't figured it out against. Uh, again, as I said earlier. Uh, Dallas's defense is not very good. I thought the Chargers and Cowboys were going to have a little bit of a shootout because the Cowboys' offense is great. Uh, the Chargers actually handled them pretty well. Uh, but but on their side of the ball, they couldn't really get a lot going on offense. I mean, if you look, they scored one touchdown. Everything else was field goals. Right. Dallas came to life. Micah Parsons looks like a really good player. Um, but for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to figure it out yet. And I don't think playing at Kansas City is the place where you figure <laughs> stuff out. True. So. A young quarterback, Justin Herbert, I'm a huge fan and believer of, but I just don't think this is going to be his week. So I, too, am going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Next up, I'll let you start it off again. We have New Orleans against New England,
1: the Battle of the News. I mean, this is a pretty simple pick, in my opinion. I think that you're going to have the Jameis Winston of last week show up again. Um, And honestly, I think Mac Jones is going to have a
0: coming out game. He didn't have a touchdown last week, I don't think, did he? Um, no, they're, they're run heavy. Yeah, very run heavy. They're they're proving Harris. that Mac Jones, as I projected when he was coming out, I said he reminds me of like a game manager quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. He's going to be a serviceable. He's not gonna, they're not going to put
1: him into a scenario to fail. And right. They're just going to do enough
0: and you're, you're going to be just accurate, productive, efficient. Yep. And that's it. And he's been doing just that. And New England technically should be 2-0 without, again, a mm-hmm. fumble. Running back fumbles are costing teams games left and right. Nick Chubb week one. Damian Harris week one. Clyde edwards Hilaire week two for Kansas City. You just have fumbles costing guys games left and right. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with New England here because Bill Belichick, I just think Jameis Winston on the road. Who knows with them? Again, New Orleans has been Jekyll and Hyde in two straight weeks. They went from being a powerhouse with five touchdowns from Jameis Winston to only one touchdown in week two, to getting you know basically blown out by Carolina. So, which New Orleans team shows up? I think it's going to be the shitty one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah. I'm New going England New England. Sure. Yeah. The only thing though, that's going to be interesting to me, and I won't get too much into it because we're not a New England talk show, but uh, or New Orleans for that matter. New Orleans defense is actually pretty good. They have a really good defense. Marcus Lattimore was out last week, so that's a huge loss for them. I I don't know if he's playing this week or not, but uh, they have a really, really, really good defense. New England's going to try to pound the ball. It's going to be a battle of wills. Basically, this game's going to be won in the trenches. If if New Orleans can shut down the run, I think they have a good chance of winning. It's just going to depend on if they can do it. Right. So we'll see what happens. Um, This was one that I was a little torn on. Um Mostly because of the Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback thing. So I'm going to go with New England. But if New Orleans win, New Orleans wins, I won't be surprised. Okay. So New England Patriots. Next up, Atlanta against New York Football Giants.
1: I was. Uh, this was one that I was back and forth on. Yeah. Um, because I just these teams are both just blah basically um but i think what's i I think what i saw in atlanta last week against tampa bay i think if they show up like that team then that team can handle the giants pretty simply yeah so i think in this week I'm, i'm taking i'm taking atlanta this week over the giants i just giants just don't have it i mean i i think i texted you last thursday and said who is this daniel jones character because he was had a lot of runs he was had some decent passes, but he, he's more of a pull-it-down-and-run quarterback
0: right now, which is surprising to me, to be honest. Yeah, but the I, offense Joe Judge is running. I think it's Joe Judge, right? He's the yes. head coach. The offense they're running with the Giants is, is, is terrible. I never knew this until I started watching. Uh, I was reading uh, an article today from a guy who breaks down tape. He was saying that if you watch the Giants' tape... There is no secrecy to it. There's no surprises. He said, you know where Daniel Jones is going to be at all times. He's going to be in the shotgun. He's just everything he does is the same every week. So he said it's basically that's what's hurting the Giants is they're so fucking predictable. Right. Um, And that that like the RPO they try to run with Daniel Jones, I don't think he's good enough to do that. His arm's not that great. He's a really bad quarterback. So this is a toss up. And again, like I said, with New Orleans, I don't know what it is with these NFC South teams. The Jekyll and Hyde factor of these teams, Atlanta week one gets blown out. looks like shit at home. Go to Tampa Bay, hold their own, play with the best of them. Now you're going to New York where you should dominate against this shit team. You have Matt Ryan, an MVP. You have Kyle Pitts, a top five draft pick. You have um, Cordero Patterson, who's like your half hybrid running back with Mike Davis. They look good together. You have Calvin Ridley, one of the better wide receivers in football. On paper, the Falcons should fucking dominate. On yep. defense, you have Deion Jones, who's one of the best linebackers in football. You have some pieces there in Atlanta. New York doesn't have a whole lot to hang their hat on. So, begrudgingly, I'm going to pick Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I
1: was... My pick was Atlanta, too. So. Okay. Yeah, that's why I say I was back and forth on this. I just think that
0: I I just think New York is really they're just horrible.
1: But I think if just a partial showing of what they had
0: last week against Tampa Bay shows up, then Atlanta should win this. That's what I'm thinking. If they they go, if they let Matt Ryan sling it, protect him, they should win this game pretty easily. Uh, Next up, we have an interesting game here. We have Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I'll be honest, I feel we're going to differ here. So I initially picked Pittsburgh to start it off. Okay. I think. Let me actually check. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't pay attention to what I do. Who did I pick? Yeah, I picked Pittsburgh mostly because of them being at home. And they do have a lights-out defense. I haven't turned my pick in yet, though, because I am wondering, is is Twat going to be playing? <laughs> is Big Ben playing? He's got this pec injury. So if they're banged up, Deontay Johnson got hurt at the end of the game against the Raiders. He hurt his knee. They said it's not a significant injury, but we all know that a knee injury in a football player is not a good thing. So... Pittsburgh's banged up. Uh, Cincinnati struggled against the Bears. They lost to them last week. They really struggled for most of the game. It was actually kind of a blowout till the end. They made it close, but it was actually like, I think it was like 20 to three at one point or something like that. Then they scored two quick touchdowns. It was 2017. And then that was the final score, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So Cincinnati's also been a team of like, who the fuck, what's your identity? Week one looked amazing against the Vikings. Couldn't be stopped. The offense was clicking. Week two struggled for most of the game, picked it up in the fourth quarter. Pittsburgh, you can't afford to do that. That's what happened to the Buffalo. Buffalo went in there thinking we'll be fine, and Pittsburgh punched him in the face. They blocked a couple. Uh, they blocked the punt, scored a touchdown on that. Uh, they're gritty. They're physical. I don't know if the young Cincinnati team is ready for that physicality of Pittsburgh, but again, it really is going to depend on the health. So I know we have to have an official pick. <laughs> so gun to my head, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh. But <laughs> I want you all to know that if they officially rule out Big Ben and TJ Watt. There's no asterisks next to this. I'm pick. I'm switching my fucking pick <laughs> to, to Cincinnati. But uh but yeah, all serious, I'm going I'm going to go with Pittsburgh just because of the home field, the physicality, and because of Cincinnati's uh inability to be the same team every week. I'm going Cincinnati. I right. think Joe Burrow goes
1: there and smacks the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I want this to happen for two reasons. One, just because I love seeing Pittsburgh lose. And the other, I just want to see all of the friends I have
0: that are Steelers fans have internal meltdowns about them losing to Cincinnati. Yeah, because don't forget, Cincinnati went in there and won last year, too. Yep. And they had, a, was it Ryan Hunley or whatever mm-hmm. their fucking backup was? Or Ryan Finley, I think it was. I don't even know his goddamn name. It was a very bad week for Pittsburgh. It was horrible. It was awesome. I'll never forget that. I was watching it on my phone while I was getting tattooed, Monday Night Football, watching them win. And I was like, holy shit. Cause the Browns were, it was helping the Browns for the playoffs yeah, at yeah. that time. We could have won the division the next week. That's, that's that yep. game. So Cincinnati's proven they can go in there and win, but I don't know. Yep. Early in the season, Pittsburgh always plays really well. Uh, not last week, of course, but again, it really is going to boil down to health. I think if, if TJ Watts, 75%, he's an impactful player. He's great. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, who knows what this peck injury is. Excuse me. I guess there's supposed to be some updates tomorrow from the Steelers. On the injury front, because we are recording this a little bit earlier than normal, we tend to do Wednesdays, but uh, we'll see what happens. But that's a, that's going to be our differential pick there. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. You're going to Cincinnati. I just Cincinnati. I'm going home field. Uh, next one I think is pretty fucking obvious. Bread and butter. Oh, it's Jacksonville. Oh, Arizona man. and Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Arizona. Kyler Murray can't be stopped. Playing like an MVP. Jacksonville, unfortunately, they're they're up there with the Jets. Um, at least Trevor Lawrence looks like he's a capable NFL quarterback. He's just proving that he has nothing to help him. Uh, Laviska Shelton is supposed to play this week, which is a huge gain for their offense. But I don't think it'll be enough against Arizona. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Arizona pretty handedly.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, Arizona. Obviously, Arizona's fun to watch. I mean, just just the him running out of the pocket, throwing how they how they play football is just fun to watch.
0: I don't want to tell you guys what to do with your lives, but if you play DraftKings when the Browns play the Cardinals in a few weeks, get Kyler Murray at all costs. I don't care if you do if you are can't you, afford are to. Are you calling a loss for the Browns that week? Yeah, I called that one a loss earlier <laughs> earlier. Like even in the preseason when we went over the roster the schedule, I, I picked the Cardinals in that week. Um I just like you said, we struggle against mobile quarterbacks. I see I see us play Lamar Jackson every year. We cannot contain him. I think Kyler Murray is even more electric because Kyler Murray actually has a good arm, unlike Lamar Jackson. So unless <clears throat> and, and they they really bulked up their offensive line in the offseason. That's what's really helping them, the uh, the Cardinals. We'll, we'll we'll break that down that that week but uh yeah I, I got Arizona here against Jacksonville yeah, easy pick next up New York 0 and 2 Jets against um the 2 and 0 Denver Broncos maybe the thin air helps um... Zach not throw many interceptions I think it's actually gonna
1: help the ball carry
0: even further to more Denver
1: players um that said on uh, this is I can't really talk about this game this should be an easy win for Denver
0: yeah I expect to see Zach Wilson using the oxygen machines multiple times because he's gonna have to be chasing these guys down to pick him off and he's gonna be out of breath because he's not used to that mile high air um, I haven't seen disastrous jets like this in New York since 911. So they wow. are a really bad team. <laughs> I got to get it in before September ends. Green Day, wake me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think I'm going Denver. I mean, in, in a landslide. I don't yeah. think it'll be that close. Pretty simple win there. Next up, we have Miami Dolphins. Don't know about Tua. Taking on the Las Vegas 2-0 and Raiders. Who, I don't know. What are the Raiders going to do here? They're not playing an, NFC, an AFC North team. So can they win? Because <laughs> they seem to only be able to beat them. I mean, I... <sighs>
1: I I was back and forth on this one too, but I after talking to you and just kind of thinking about it, I mean, I
0: think I think Vegas takes this one,
1: especially uh, at, at home. I think that's the
0: big advantage. Plus,
1: Derek Carr is playing
0: really good football right now. Yeah, Derek Carr surprisingly is an actor. He's actually a good quarterback. Yeah, he's not great, but he's he's better than average. Right. But he's 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 just below the the tier one. You know what I mean? Not elite. I, I go elite tier one, then tier two, which is Derek Carr.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean I think he's playing really good football. They got a good team around them. Their defense, their defense seems to be stepping up pretty well too. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think Vegas takes this one.
0: I do too. So that's a pretty easy one there. Uh especially with with the injuries that the uh Dolphins are going through right now. I did, I, th- I they didn't I don't know. I don't think anything's broken, but Tua has some rib issues, whatever it is, fracture they whatever. We got carted the fuck. off
1: the field. Something's wrong.
0: Yeah, he got carted off. They said it's a rib injury, but he's okay. He's day-to-day whatever. So you're going to have a banged-up quarterback who isn't very good even when he's fully healthy against a team in Vegas who's playing like crazy. Max Crosby is the early favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. Who saw I mean, that coming? I did not. Apparently that guy went to rehab and turned his whole fucking life around. and he now He just snorts footballs now. Arguably the best player on defense in football. Yeah. He is dominating. I've never seen a guy move that fast. He looks fast. scary, too. He really does. Like <laughs> I, I'm pissed he's not on the Browns. Like I like him a lot. I'm <laughs> yeah. a big fan of Max Crosby. So. Kudos to the uh, the Raiders. Talk about
1: t- two ends of the spectrum. On each end of that defensive which line, which is funny
0: because their uh, <laughs> I can't remember his fucking name. The their first round pick from 2019, um, they drafted a defensive end. The Raiders did. He was inactive for the first couple weeks because he sucks. They yep. can't even get him. Clelen Farrell, that's his name. They can't even get the guy in the field because he's not good. Yep. But meanwhile, they find Max Crosby, a fucking drunk in the second round, who goes to rehab, turns his life around, and now he's the best defensive player in football. So then you, then you got the other end of the. And then Darren Waller. It's any, they have ends on both sides of the, of the ball that had to go to rehab, and now they're fucking yep. dominating the NFL. So kudos so to So what's the moral of the story? Do drugs, go to rehab, or drink alcohol, go to rehab, and come back to best player ever. Unless you're Josh Gordon.
1: That is
0: true. And then next up, we have Tampa Bay and the Los Angeles Rams. Possibly the game of the week, I, truly. I mean, like, I, I, I hope – let me look here. This one's on Fox. It's the 425 game. I'm hoping this is the game of the week that they're going to play for everybody. That or Sunday night's game is going to be Which really good, Which is annoying too. because – I just saw Tampa Bay as the game of the week last week against Atlanta. So I kind of like somebody else, but at the same time they are playing the Rams who are one of the better defenses in football going against the Buccaneers who are arguably the best offense in football. So and they have a really good defense too. And they have a good defense. The one thing for their defense though, is they haven't shown up like they were in the playoffs, which I knew wouldn't be, well, the they got to get lubed up and, get and used they to also it. have a lot of injuries. I mean, they lost Sean Murphy bunting, which was huge. He broke that fucking arm week one. Um, I think they had another injury or two. They've been calling people. I know they said they reached out to Richard Sherman because they, they have some holes now they need to fill. I think they lost two corners, if I'm not mistaken. That'd be but. an interesting signing to get Sherman in there. It'd be nice. Yes and no. See, Richard <laughs> Sherman, was a he was a product of the defense. You have to have him on one side of the field only. He's not like a cover corner. He only played one side of the field. And I used to give my buddy shit all the time, who's a Seahawks fan, about it. Uh, I'm like, why doesn't that guy ever fucking cover the other side of the field? <laughs> like he's just so good on his one spot, but I digress. I won't break down the X's and O's right now, but this was a tough one. This was a very, very tough pick for me. Obviously you don't think Tampa's is going to go undefeated. You just think that they're going to lose a game eventually, but also you look at the Rams and the Rams kind of let the, the, the Colts back in it last week. However, Tampa Bay is traveling a long distance to LA. That LA Stadium's beautiful. The fans are going to be out there in full force. Could it be kind of a trap game for the Buccaneers? You're hanging out in Los Angeles for a week. Gronk, Tom Brady, obviously Tom Brady's a fucking robot. He's not going to be out partying, but maybe some other guys on the, on the Buccaneers aren't going to take this week as serious and it's going to come to fruition. Cooper Cup is dominating the NFL at, at wide receiver. Matthew Stafford looks rejuvenated, looks like a new man. With that being said, I think I'm going to have to go Tampa Bay. Uh, It's hard. This was a really, really tough pick. I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is one that, on my page, Tampa Bay was the last game that I picked, and it took me a long time to think about it. Uh, Just until they prove otherwise, I have to go with Tampa Bay every week for the most part.
1: Yeah, so if you would ask me this question before
0: last Sunday, I might have gone Rams, I think. Because, yeah, Tampa Bay played neck and neck with the with the, the Cowboys. It yep. was a close game. They almost lost. And then the Rams beat the piss out of the bears. So yeah, you're thinking, I don't know. That's kind of tight. This might be right. the Rams, but now after watching them in week two,
1: you saw some holes, you flip, you saw some holes that the Rams showed. And I think those are holes that Brady's Brady's going to expose a little bit. I think, so yeah. with that said, I agree. I, I I'm taking Tampa Bay, but I'm
0: taking Tampa Bay in a very close game, though. My the number one thing I'm gonna be watching, and I because I love I love watching good defensive players. I love it. Like I was just talking about Max Crosby. I can't wait to see Aaron Donald. Yeah. Tampa Bay has a really good offensive line. Tom Brady gets rid of the ball so fucking fast, but Aaron Donald is a menace. I love watching him play football. So I cannot wait for this game. Uh next up, Seattle against Minnesota. Minnesota 0-2. Two. Last minute losses, or I'm sorry, yeah, they lost in overtime to the Bengals week one, that's right, and then by a field goal. Then they lost to the Cardinals week two by a missed field goal on their end. So, shitty start for Minnesota. They've proven, though, that they can score. I mean, they're putting up 30 points a game. I'm a huge fan of Justin Jefferson's, man. He is. Oh, Justin Jefferson's often dead. Dalvin Cook, when healthy, is one of the best running backs in football. His big yeah. issue is staying healthy. And then you have Kirk, don't call me Kirk Cousins, and he's playing well, always does. He, he's a good quarterback. That's why. It's not an insult when I tell people that Baker Mayfield reminds me of Kirk Cousins. It's not an insult. It's just, it feels like an insult, but it's an insult. When I say he's a poor man's Kirk Cousins, cause Kirk Cousins puts up fucking yards. He puts up numbers. He scores a shitload of points. You have to respect that arm. Baker. Eh, I digress. So Seattle and Minnesota, Seattle again, I don't know what to make of them. Week one. They look great. Dominated the Colts. Week two, pissed away a big lead against a team that was kind of on the ropes in Tennessee. Uh, Minnesota, same thing. They've been in every game. They just have the, you know, couple bounces didn't go their way. Is this a week that they figure it out or does Seattle figure it out? Because if I didn't read the article, but I saw that Pete Carroll possibly called out uh, Russell Wilson after that loss on Sunday against the Titans. I didn't see that. It was just a headline. I read it because, again, I was at the gym. They didn't have the sound on. It just says, did Pete Carroll call out Russell Wilson after the game coming up next? And I couldn't hear it, what they were oh, saying. I but. I see. There, there was speculation. So maybe some things were said.
1: People talk shit through the media. Don't say it to his face. That's crazy.
0: Well, what's funny about that is you look at it, and Russell Wilson wanted traded in the offseason He hates it in Seattle. They don't, they don't draft well, offensive line wise, and they don't, you know, sign guys to protect him. And you're in week two, and your head coach is already calling out the quarterback. Not a good start for them. No, I, I think, and I think we talked about this earlier, is that
1: inside the first six weeks I'm um, Seattle's a really good team really good and that with that being said I, I'm leaning Seattle here because I think I think I think Russell comes back and just kind of does another Russell Wilson game yeah Tyler Lockett has another Tyler Lockett game you know and um, so I'm picking Seattle here but I mean I like you said it's gonna be a close game I think it's gonna be a shootout In Minnesota
0: I, can score Seattle's defense is obviously it's not even close to the Legion of Boom like I, it was 10 years ago you know I'm what thinking
1: I mean? like a 45-38 game very type well scenario, be. so yeah
0: uh just to make things a little sexy here, give me Minnesota. Oh, you're taking the other side of I equation. have I have Seattle uh, marked on my page here for the the Pickems thing, but I haven't submitted it. I might switch it. Okay. I'm going to sleep on it a little bit, but for our show, I'm going to go Minnesota just to switch things up we for gotta us. A, you got to
1: get you got to break away a little bit here. Yeah, I see.
0: And honestly, I just think it is that's a, that's kind of a toss-up game. I don't know yeah. which Seattle team is going to show up. I think I have a good idea which Minnesota team is going to show up because they're consistent scoring-wise at least defensively who knows I mean does Patrick Peterson lock down Tyler Lockett finally did, did teams figure out how to shut them down does DK Metcalf go off this week you know who knows but I'm gonna go with uh oops I wrote the wrong team down but I'm gonna go with <laughs> Minnesota and Kyle will go with Seattle next up Sunday Night Football we have Aaron Relax Rogers against the San Francisco 49ers Niners are 2-0 and two ugly gritty grinded out wins first one Almost pissed away a lead against the, the Lions. Then they just beat the uh, Philadelphia Eagles by six. Again, ugly wins. Green Bay, week one, obviously the most ugly game you'll ever see. That was Browns-esque. Then week two, beat the shit out of the Lions. Aaron Rodgers looks like an MVP. Aaron Jones, four touchdowns. They were fucking dominating.
1: That Aaron in Jones story was interesting
0: though. last night. Did you hear about that? Yeah, his, he, has, he wears his some of his dad's ashes in a little pennant. And he lost it on the field. And one of the trainers stayed till like two in the morning and ended up finding it. It oh, so. was just
1: amazing. Cause the first game he played in Lambeau since his dad died. Yeah. And he wore that. It was just really cool. The, the yeah. That's game awesome. That I like last that. Night. I, I really wonder if be... Aaron Rodgers is probably like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get you some good stuff here tonight. Don't yeah. worry about it. So
0: I just think that they're, that's just who they are. I mean, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams are going to get their fucking points. Yeah, and yeah. They could, they did not have an answer for Aaron Jones. Um, I haven't watched any San Francisco games, so I, I really don't. I can't break them down all that well. I've only watched what I've seen on the red zone. because right, I've, I've seen some that, highlights, but, but I haven't really like yeah. really paid much attention to the Niners. Um, I know Trey Sermon. They they lost. Uh, who is it Moser? Moser? They're starting running back. Yeah. They lost Moser to start the, the year off. Then Elijah Mitchell played great week one. Week two, Elijah Mitchell gets kind of hurt. Trey Sermon comes in plays. He's in concussion protocol. Probably not going to play. The San Francisco 49ers offense really is reliant on running the ball. And I think when you're down to possibly only Elijah Mitchell and then you're, you know, I don't even know who their other backups are after that. But when you're down to the very nitty gritty end of the lineup kind of guys with an offense that really, really needs that run game to be a full focus. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Green Bay scoring. Um... I know the San Francisco defense was great 2 years ago when they had Robert Sala as the the I mean, defensive still coordinator. Good. It's still good, yeah, yeah, but I just don't think it's that elite Super Bowl defense that they had when they went to the Super Bowl. So with that being said, give me Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers right he, he they Green Bay has righted the ship. I think they're going to be okay. Plus another uh primetime game for yeah. Rodgers to And Rodgers is going to I think Rodgers is going to take these 2 weeks to really show the Packers that they fucked up and that <laughs> He's he's also showing off for himself. This is a this is a, a highlight. Game is going he's going away party, spotlighting himself of like, hey guys, who wants me next year? Because I'm going to be available for 31 teams if you want me. <laughs> yeah, well, 30. Browns don't want him. Yeah, if they want to win a Super Bowl, I'd sign him fucking tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, but yes, I think we're both going to Green Bay here, yeah, correct? Green Bay, yes. Then we go to Monday Night Football. Then we'll do the Browns game right after Philadelphia and Dallas. Uh, Philly has been. Same thing, Jekyll and Hyde. Week one, they played the shitty Falcons and they beat the doors off them. Then they go to week two and they lose to the San Francisco 49ers 17 to 11. So their offense got shut down. I think Dallas's defense can do enough to keep them down. And I don't think that Philadelphia's offense is going to be able to keep up with Dallas in the slightest bit, especially in Dallas. uh, Give me the Cowboys pretty easily here. I'm pretty confident in this pick.
1: Yeah, no, this was another kind of a coin flip game for me because I, I like what Philly potentially could be. I, I think Jalen Hurts is playing great football. Um but like you said, I mean, Dallas has one high leveled Octane offense that nobody's gonna slow
0: down. Yeah. So gimme give, give us both the Cowboys there. Yeah. Now we get down to the Chicago Bears and the Cleveland Browns. I will here's how we'll do this. We'll give a pick and then we'll give some of our key points to why we think that that's going to be the outcome, and what the Browns would need to do to win, or you know whoever you think is going to win, give me some points. So Kyle, I'll let you start it off.
1: So what do I think the Browns need to do to win? So well, I th- first, give me your pick. Oh, and then, sorry, I'm yeah. taking the Browns. So okay, yeah, I thought that was pretty obvious. I right? figured, but tell me why. Okay, why are you so- picking the Browns? Well, I I just honestly they were t- I mean the defense is going to I I okay let me start over by saying this what the Browns need to do is to learn how to contain a mobile quarterback because we're playing Justin Fields I like, guarantee
0: unless I mean they haven't ruled out Dalton yet have they but it's pretty much confirmed not officially it's weird Matt Nagy I mean if I'm the Bears I fire him already yeah like he's already come out and said when Andy Dalton's healthy he's the starter yeah. So you mean to tell me you're going to have your rookie quarterback start this week against the Browns? What if he fucking lights it up, plays great, looks like he's ready to go, beats us, you know, whatever, on the road. You're going to then, the next week, because Andy Dalton now has a healthy knee, go, sorry, don't need you anymore, we're going to stick with the guy that's got us, well, I was going to say 0-2, but they did did beat the uh, Bengals on Sunday. But either way, ugly. Andy Dalton's not your future. Why the fuck did you trade up for a quarterback top 10, just to go, no, 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 we're going to really take our time here. For a guy whose job's on the line, you're on the hot seat. It's just more stupidity by Matt Nagy. The guy needs to be fired. They never should have brought him back. In my opinion, when you know you're getting a new quarterback and you kind of know what you have with Matt Nagy as a shitty head coach, I would have fired him in the offseason. Start fresh. Right. It's like what the uh, the Chargers did with with Herbert last year. They kept their head coach. I forgot who he was off the top of my head. But they kept their head coach, had him play the rookie year with, with Herbert. Then they fire him. And it's like, why waste that fucking year? Right. Bring in the new head coach immediately and then st- start this shit right. No, why waste the year of them learning an offense from a coach who's not going to be there next year? doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why they do it. I think it was Anthony Lynn that was the coach <gasps> of the Chargers last year. But uh, makes no sense to me. Matt Nagy needs to go. Just a stupid thing to say because then, again, if if, if Justin Fields plays great and then you don't bench him for Andy Dalton – then you just look like a fucking idiot again. There's right. it's a lose lose situation saying that. So just mm-hmm. a stupid move by them. Uh but sorry to interrupt. No, you're Go fine, no, you're
1: fine. So I the point I hate is I he <laughs> sends me
0: on fucking tangents. So learn how to I mean contain
1: him if it is just whatever. Contain the quarterback. Um stop playing the soft defense we saw in week 2. You know, it's, it's, I want to see some attack, you know, on the line going after the quarterback from from Clowney and from Miles. Um, but no, I think what we need to do is continue what we did last week. Just, you know, the, the, dink and dunk passes Baker needs to be accurate. Like he has been the first two weeks. Uh, I think his completion percentage is like 81 or 82%. Keep that going. Keep pounding the ball at Chubb. Keep pounding the ball at Hunt. The, the Browns should win this game by two touchdowns yeah. easily, but that, I mean, that's just my biggest keys is just, you know, this play, this stop messing around with the defense and just, just put a fucking plan into that works, you know, and go with it.
0: All right, so I, too, am going to pick the Browns. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was thinking about what, what I was going to say tonight, because I, I, I do a little bit of prep work for the show, I want you guys to know that. Uh, when I was thinking about what I was going to say, I was going to also kind of break down why I think we could lose.
1: Oh, okay. And I was
0: going to say that, you know, obviously we have to contain Fields. It's his first game ever. He is a rookie. So I think, again, as I think I mentioned it earlier, you have to, you have to scheme. To confuse him, you have to fake blitzes. You have to blitz when he's not expecting it. You have to make it look like you're running a man and then play zone and vice versa. You have to really confuse a rookie quarterback. Um, the one good thing is the Browns defense has been so bad the first two weeks. I won't say bad. Week one against the Chiefs, I think you played as well as you could have against that team. So I'm not, I'm not mad about that. Week two, obviously a little alarming. Um, But I think that the film that they have on our defense is not the finished product. It's not what we regularly do. So it's not like you can show film to to Justin Fields and say, here's what they do. This is it. This is it. It's all different. It's it's changing. Different players. We have different packages. We have, I think, seeing Delpit play and how great he was. I think now he's earned so much more playing time. I think JOK, as we talked about, only played like 20% of the snaps on Sunday. Maybe this week he gets 40% or 50%. So that's something for the for the offense of the Bears to go, well, shit, I wasn't expecting to see this guy on the field this much. They, they weren't doing this package last week. So we have a lot to play with. We have a lot of bodies to move around. I also think that it is going to be tough for Fields because, again, he's a rookie. I think he's a really good quarterback, but he did show some some issues in the preseason but again, take it with a grain of salt. He was playing with second and third string guys. Right. So he he doesn't read the field that well. I know that for a fact. As an Ohio State fan, I watched him play. He has trouble going through his progressions. He's a one-read kind of guy that can obviously be coached. Uh, things can be worked on. But he, he likes to stare down his receivers a little bit. So you kind of know where he's going. He has trouble, again, like I said, scanning the field and doing things like that. So I think if the Browns apply pressure, don't give Justin Fields a chance to really stand there and observe. Don't give him clean holes to run. I think you'll be okay. Just contain him. You'll be okay. Are you blitzing a lot, or are you trying to play off like we did last week? Um, I'm not blitzing a lot. I'm we gonna... didn't blitz last week until like the third or fourth quarter. Yeah, no, I'm not going to blitz a lot in the beginning of the game because you don't want to risk them succeeding. You don't want to start off, like, let's say we get the ball, we go three and out, whatever, we punt. They get the ball, you're like, fuck it, we're all in, we're blitzing. elite, You know, Elite Eight, or not Elite Eight, Uh, is that what it was called? Uh, on Madden, the blitz defense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So are you, are you going to send that? everybody? Yeah. yeah. So are you going to do the all out blitz and then he's going to torch you maybe because they have good, don't, don't sleep on Allen Robinson. Uh, Darnell Mooney, Cole Metz. pretty good. Uh, the running back is, uh, not um, David Montgomery, Yeah, Montgomery, Yeah, Montgomery's been playing well. So you can't sleep on these weapons. They have a pretty decent, uh, some decent pieces there in Chicago. So my worry is that we're going to blitz and then someone's going to smoke past, you know, somebody out uh, cause we're blitzing. It's not their fault, but there's no safety help or something. And then Fields is going to just throw a fucking bomb cause he's got a great arm. And then next thing you know, you're down like 14, nothing because you're blitzing and Justin Fields is picking you apart. So I don't do that again. I run confusion. And I also like, what I do is I'll, I hope they do this. I motivate the team, especially the defensive line and miles Garrett. And I talk about how. Hey, everybody in Cleveland's calling radio shows and saying you're a fucking ghost. They got your your missing poster is right up next to Gabby Petito or whatever the fuck her name is, because nobody's seen you in a couple of weeks. Oh, she's she's found. She's she's, yeah, they they found her. They haven't found him yet, though. Yeah, no, exactly. So he's next on the list. So, (laughs) I I mean, I'm hoping that they use that as motivation of like this defense is supposed to be good. You're Miles Garrett. You want to win defensive player of the year? Play like the fucking defensive player of the year then. Because Max Crosby and T.J. Watt, they don't get shut out in games like that unless it's the playoffs, in which case T.J. Watt does get shut out against the Browns because I don't think he played that day. Do you think
1: he has COVID issues still, like like lingering issues from that? No,
0: what I think it is, honestly, is just I don't think our interior defensive line is getting the push that we're used to. Uh, with Larry Ogunjobi, with Sheldon Richardson, those guys were really good at getting to the quarterback. We're struggling at the defensive tackles position. Clowney and Garrett are doing what they're supposed to do. They're, they're, they're quick off the ball. Quarterbacks are just getting rid of the ball very quickly. And that's smart. That's what you're supposed to do. When you have a good end like that, you got to get rid of the ball quick so they can impact the game. But the only thing though, is when they're getting around, if the quarterback has to hold it for that extra second, miles, Garrett's getting triple teamed. He's not going to get past those guys. We need the interior guys to do something and they haven't so far. So that's our biggest struggle. So, um, you know, we need... Is, is Richardson still out there? He hasn't signed by anybody, was he? No, he did. He went back to the uh, Vikings, if I'm oh, not mistaken. okay. All right. So he's gone. Um, But yeah, so I think our interior defense really needs to step it up and get some pressure. I think that's just... The biggest thing this week is you're going against a rookie quarterback. It was supposed to be last week against the Texans. It was kind of your coming out game. Didn't work that well. Make it this week. Show this rookie quarterback why we're a Super Bowl contender. Why 90% of the, the football pundits in the world have the Browns as a projected top 10 defense. And a top 10 team. God damn it. They're not doing anything. So this is it. Established dominance offensively. I think like you said, just kind of stick with what, you know, we're going to run a lot of play action, a lot of bootlegs, Khalil Mack, somebody to worry about. So obviously we hope uh, Jedrick Wills played about 60% of the snaps last week. He left. He seemed okay. He was seemed around. okay. Yeah. He came out at the end because we we took a little bit of a lead. So I think what they were doing was just kind of like resting him of like, we don't need you anymore. I think we got the win. You did your job go rest every, every snap you don't play helps. So I think we're going to be okay there. Uh, again, I'm worried a little bit about Cleo uh, Mack, really good defender or defensive end. So he's somebody to look out for. Um, other than that, it's just, just do what you know. I think it's going to be a lot of dink and dunks to the tight ends, uh, wide receivers. You're going to need Schwartz out there to stretch the field. Hopefully Beckham's back to stretch the field and to scare the safeties because that's going to really open up our run game. Bears don't really scare me in any as- any aspect of the field. Uh, defensively they don't scare me offensively obviously they don't scare me so just play smart show why you're a contender and win the game yeah so i have the browns winning i don't know what's the spread do you happen to know i think it's seven and a half okay so that's about right i mean again because you're going against a rookie quarterback even with dalton i I would assume it would be relatively similar because dalton's not going to light the world on fire it's
1: seven right now okay
0: so seven that's about right i mean i could see the browns winning this game it's not going to be a It's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be too close and Browns fans are going to be really fucking unhappy or it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I'm hoping for the latter, obviously. We'll see what happens. But I do think the Browns win. I hope they can win handedly, easily. 34-14, maybe. Uh, I'm cool with that. Just go out there. Create turnovers. That's the key to football. If you've learned anything in these first two weeks, people, if you're listening to this show, what you should learn is turnovers are fucking brutal. Browns turned it over a couple times against the Chiefs. Cost them the game. Right. Lamar Jackson turned it over against the Raiders. Cost them the game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire turned it over against the Ravens. Cost them the game. Don't you got to win the turnover battle if you want to win the game. Zach Wilson... Oh, actually, he just threw another interception. I just got an update from ESPN. <laughs> uh, but yeah, honestly... We're playing Madden right now. I just threw win, an interception. Win the turnover battle, uh, especially against a rookie. Make Justin Fields look like he's making his first career start. You did that against Davis Mills. I get it. The talent level between the two are far and wide right justin fields is now gonna have a week preparing with the ones davis mills did not have that but you get where i'm going make the rookie look like a rookie that's what good teams are supposed to do and just a side note finish your
1: fucking routes don't stop when you're running routes that that's you know
0: i'm not gonna blame the receiver on that he could have kept running he could have but also at the same time yeah i don't want to get too technical and and, and all that but <laughs> When you're a third round pick, your contract isn't that great. Your next contract is gonna be what sets you for life. Do you want to get your head taken off in your second game ever? Because that was a very dangerous play by Baker to throw it in the middle of two <laughs> safeties coming head on. Schwartz heard the footsteps. Right. I'll admit it. He was a little nervous, but at the same time, he's a he's a smaller dude with injury issues. I kind of don't blame him for not wanting to get my fucking head taken off. I
1: get that. I, at the I same get it time, though, but, but I, you
0: have to play play defense at least. Yeah, don't the the let ball them down intercept or something, it. Maybe yeah, but, but b- I do Baker think Baker put he it was right f- where he was supposed to be. Because yeah, but if he would have caught it, he was getting his fucking clock clean. Yeah, yeah. So that's a dangerous throw. That's on. I mean, I'm not trying to rag on Baker. This I'll say this for any quarterback. You don't even give him a name. We'll say quarterback A. Quarterback A should not have thrown the ball to put his receiver in danger like that. Good quarterbacks try to not do that. You don't want to get your receivers killed. Right. So it was a it was a questionable ball. There, It was a good spot for it, but what... I mean, really... even the, I mean, even the coach came out and said that, you know, you have to finish your routes. you got to do right. something there. You can't just it's stop. Easy. Again, it's easy for us to say because we're right. not going to take that hit. Right. It's easy sure. for Stefanski to sure. say that because he's not going to get his head taken off. But, of course, in a perfect world, yeah, you run that route to completion. But either way, you, I don't think anything good was coming out of that throw anyway. And let's go one step further in that game, that play. As a quarterback A, don't fucking try to tackle a defender. That too, Stop trying to be fucking hero, man. Good quarterbacks. You watch Tom Brady after he throws an interception. That motherfucker stays out of the way. He, he just puts his hands up, doesn't get touched. Not everybody knows. They respect him. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. You I did. get you want to get out there and
1: try to stop something. You want to try to put yourself out there because you think you're young. And what happens? Your your shoulder gets
0: popped out. You go to the locker room. You get it pushed back in. To me, it just shows that he has no idea what he's doing to tackle. He should not try to You should not, you should do not know how as a quarterback. <laughs> but, yeah, stupid decision by Baker. I, I completely forgot about that play, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Schwartz needs to be more aggressive to not let it get intercepted. But at the same time, I understand the guy, he look who he was going to get his fucking head taken off. You had two, I think they were both safeties, but two safeties within a foot of each other in front of him. He was going to get fucking killed. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So it was, it was just a bad decision by Baker and a bad decision by Schwartz to not finish the route. I'll blame them both on that. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to see it intercepted. You don't want to see a guy stop short like that in his route, but at the same time that it's, you don't, don't want to get your receivers killed either, especially with you just lost Landry. Do You really want to get Anthony Schwartz in the fucking concussion protocol. The next step decides <laughs> because just, just, I off. really, I don't see a good outcome of that play. If he catches it, he's getting his clock clean and that's where he's going to risk fumbling it, tossing it up in the air, whatever, who knows? And then the other outcome is you're thrown into damn near double coverage. So someone's going to possibly intercept it. Lo and behold, it got intercepted. It happens. Move on. <laughs> but, uh, that's all i got that's all i got so we'll talk to you guys again next week again we'll do it on stereo we'll tell all you fine folks what the plan is and time and bullshit holy shit we almost went two hours this is a good episode I it like was this. a good episode all right uh that's gonna do it just like the indians playoff chances see you guys <laughs> later